Welcome back to the BMX in our blood. This week's episode is near and dear to me because it is with Dave King and Dirt Sculpt Dave has been a huge help to me in keeping the jam alive for this year. This is for the Find Your Fight Jam. He's working on a rebuild at the Powder Ridge Resort in Middlefield, Connecticut. And I met up with him on site and we uh, talked a bit about his past and all of his different builds and some of his trail history and a little uh, tough love from, uh, from his dad, which is the point of the song that you hear in the background. So anyway, enjoy the episode. Really looking forward to this one. And I just got done recording with Garrett Burns yesterday, and that one is just amazing. Most likely we'll break that into two parts that I'm sure you guys will love. So anyway, have a great week. And we'll talk to you soon. That's good. I called him today and said, dude, that was nice. awesome. Yeah. I've known him forever, too. So, like, I've known him since he was that little yeah. kid coming to Posh. So, like, there's, like, he even said, he's like, dude, there's so much more that I wish I could have, like, gone in on. But, yeah. So, we tried to, like, connect it. We could talk all day. Yeah. yeah. You and I could talk for oh, 10 hours yeah. about this No stuff. doubt. No Easy. doubt. Yeah. So, it's it's really good stuff. But he's, uh, we were going for, like, three and a half hours. And I was just like got to kind of wrap it up because you start to I, I believe you start to lose people after a little bit mm-hmm. so if you don't get honestly I, I with all my driving I, I use it for that like that's yeah. when I hit them up real hard mm-hmm. and then also when I'm, I have my headphones in when I'm running the excavator so like yeah. I'll and especially if we're working separate from one another like yeah. today Marky listened to the poly one. Oh, did he yeah because okay. we were like telling him like it's sick and uh, yeah he's like oh, I gotta listen to it now but uh, yeah, like when you're on the machine working by yourself, yeah. like those things. I mean, I'll do two in a day, depending yeah. on, like, if I'm by myself all day. Right. Yeah. Some people like my work atmosphere. I, I, it's a parts counter, so yeah, I can't play a podcast. I could. I mean, I mean, it's a story. I could play the podcast, but yeah, but you have other shit going on that you have, you can't concentrate on what you're right, listening I'll, to. I'll miss half of it. So yeah, so I have to listen to it on the commute. So everyone's different. Like you, you could listen all day. Some people can only listen when they drive. Yeah, some people can and they have a long drive. Some people have a short drive, and it, it takes them all week yeah, to listen like to one. Keep keep going back to it. Yeah, yeah. I I listen to them when I ride. There's so many times to listen to them. Yeah, you know, and it breaks up. It breaks up some serious well, monotony. Yeah, if you, I mean, I listen to music nonstop. Yeah. So it's like I just kind of get like I, I run out of shit to listen to, or I get sick of what I'm listening to. Yeah. And that's when I just do that. Yeah. Like, listen to stand up, whatever. Yeah, yeah, I'll be like laughing by like an idiot by myself, and Mark would be like, "I heard you laughing like all the way up there." He's like, "Who are you talking to?" I'm like, oh, "I was listening to stand up." Like, I don't know. I'll just be like, "Ah!" <laughs> it must look funny in yeah. the cab. Oh yeah, I'm just like totally going off. Oh, that's great. Oh, yeah. All right, well, no show prep. Welcome yeah. to the BMX in our blood, Dave King. Yeah, doing this. Oh yeah. So I've been psyched about this because you hooked me up with Powder Ridge yep. when I was in need. Yep. 
but we had also met for the first time before that down at Swamp Fest. Yeah. You and Ecom. Yeah. And that Good was the first Ecom. time I had met you, even though maybe we crossed paths years yeah. ago. Yeah. Uh, when possibly. you were just getting out of riding, I was probably just starting to travel a lot. Oh, okay. So it was probably like just really, mm. like we, we we probably crossed paths, but. Late 90s. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Because you're how old now? Uh, 42. Excuse me, you're not too far behind me. I'm 47, but. Yeah, but when it's you have still right at those our years. trail scene, we had like such a good trail scene that we didn't go too many places for a long time because we always were just riding. Yeah, you know, you didn't need to. Yeah, you had some variety. Of, yeah, one, exactly. One time you had what did you? Have? So you're from Eastern PA. Let me yeah. Let me say that before we get. I'm from Northampton, Pennsylvania, which is in the Lehigh Valley in PA, uh, which includes Allentown, Bethlehem, Easton. Which is like all those like small cities are like a huge major part of BMX history. Like J Bone, Sal, and Joe Rich are all from Easton area. Um, Mel Cody, Lucky, um, Chris Hallman is from Emmaus or outskirts of Allentown, but oh, Mel yeah, and man. Lucky are both from Allentown. Like okay. they like Lucky actually grew up uh, one block from where I live now. So I had him over for my housewarming when he moved there, and he's like, oh, I grew up one block up. I'm like, oh, damn, that's crazy. Wow. And then my other friend, Keith, who grew up with Lucky, who I've been friends with my whole life, and Gower? he's written... No, uh, Keith Bodner. I'm sure you know Gower, though. Oh, yeah, obviously, yeah. yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, Keith grew up, like, another block over. Yeah. So that's, like, how Lucky and Keith grew up riding together when he rode Tioga. I've heard of that, too. Yeah, that's um, actually where Clipper's from. Oh, okay. But yeah, so yeah, we would ride from Northampton, which yeah. is about ten to twelve miles on BMX bikes when we were little, to all the way to Tioga. Okay. And uh, yeah, so like it, we we like grew up watching, like when Lucky was like just coming up, and like that was like whoa, like who is this dude, Chris Hallman, like dudes like that, you know, Joe, like yeah. it was crazy. Joe Rich. Yeah. Yeah. So Lucky was the one that always had a yellow bike. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I remember seeing him. Because he'd go down to Drexel, the, they, every now and then those yeah. guys would take yeah, trips no down. Yeah, like he, I mean, he started riding dirt, like that's what he, he, yeah. he used to ride Old Posh. I remember going to Old Posh too, yeah. and seeing those guys Yeah, those there. crazy jams that would happen. I remember the first time uh, my mind was blown was, I saw BF there, and I, I, I mean, I was oblivious to like BMX outside of like our scene. Yeah. Like, I mean, I was aware of it, I just didn't, I never raced. Right. My parents wouldn't take me to races, so I, I was literally only knowing what I rode and that was it like a couple like a couple videos magazines whatever but uh, I remember seeing him on this pit jump it was just this sick ass hip out of this pit onto the side of the, the main uh, tabletop that was there yeah. and he was on like an old uh, I think it was like a brown hyper with like purple stickers oh okay and he just like did like the sickest tape like invert and like I had never seen anyone go high before really yeah and I was like stunned like really yeah it was pretty pretty amazing and that was like you know probably like 92 or something oh wow 94 in that realm because i was still i think i was still in school like still in high school right. so yeah it would have been like around that time yeah so we were riding at the same time it's just you, but yeah i was there though i didn't really leave the valley too much like we were riding like my trails nom that was behind my parents house right going over to posh just getting in just getting like introduced to that place was like i think i did two visits before i actually lay the tires down because <laughs> we were just stunned like we were yeah. like these are like these jumps are bigger than us like right tioga was cool because it was like a fly out oh, so okay. like you basically had this huge roll in 
You'd yeah. like ride down a hill, and then it was a pump pit after that, like a waterfall style, and then it would just have like a lip to fly out. It was like a trick jump, so like you pretty much anyone could ride it, but like it was sick to learn tricks on and stuff. Is that still there? No, it's uh, it's houses. It's houses. Yeah, okay. they plowed it. It's like it. It would suck though. I mean, it's train tracks. Yeah. So it's like yeah. your house, backyard, like ten feet, and then train tracks. Wow. So it's like not a sweet like. Wow. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I guess I was thinking of um, I was thinking of when Rich Bartlett was visiting Crandall, and he went on the bus tour, and they went somewhere. I thought it was around Pennsylvania, and they had this flyout. Mm-hmm. It was like a ravine to a flyout, but okay, it was, yeah, it shoots you pretty far. This was only two years ago, I think. Oh yeah, no, this I can't, is... but I can't remember where that was. I have um, no idea. I'll think of it after. Oh, oh, that was uh, the, the bin. That's where. Uh, Flash and Treble dig over there. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's just like three miles from Caddy. Oh, okay. Yeah. And there's not much there, right? It's mostly Yeah, dead. it's like, it's kind of like a, like, crazy train, and he just kind of like, made that train rideable, if you will. Like, oh, okay. just kind of like, there's already like a pit there, he just basically like, made it so you yeah. could ride, you know, carve the lip out. It's been there for years, like, uh, not that exact setup, but like, there's always been a fly out there, like, yeah. when we were kids, like, yeah. Um, the, the one dude I used to ride with back in the day, Eric Bugby, he actually, I think he, like, kind of started it. He was actually the first person to put tires down at Caddy way back. Like, that was kind of why Caddy became Caddy. Like, not to jump ahead too far, but, like, right. like uh, Caddy was always there. And Caddy was actually there before Nam, but it was just, like, two jumps in the woods style. But that was in, like, the late, or early 90s, and we met Eric at the swimming pool in town. Cause he had a sicker, sicker high dive at the caddy pool in Northampton, and uh, Eric was like a complete spaz and just like came over freaking out about like you guys, you guys ride like he saw our bikes because we had real bikes, you know. Right, right. But anyway, so he took us there. Yeah. But then years later, like there was always crews that went through. I, th- I mean, Janice kind of touched down on it a little bit. There's always been like dudes that would like take the spot over and then like quit after a year or two or whatever. Yeah. And then Nam got like plowed like straight up and we're like well we know like that place is safe because there's been jumps there for decades and no one's ever messed with it ironically <laughs> five years in we're just like oh shit like here comes the airport with the survey crew and then they figured it out yeah wow. but uh so that's you know although we were riding at the same time that's why we didn't see each other which is pretty unique because yeah you you never raced which yeah. usually, especially in that era, yeah, people raced a little first and then they gave it up and just rode trails. Yeah, you know, instead of racing trails, or I'm sorry, racing and riding trails, and then just ditching the racing and doing trails. You were always trails, but yeah, for sure. Like, sounds like you had a lot of options. I had like original, original, like not even trails. I built jumps in my parents' backyard. Yeah, and it's actually kind of a funny story because my dad was like, my dad's like super anti us having fun whatsoever. <laughs> So like, he he had to convince me to. Dad. Dude, he's. Uh, we could go. I mean, we can go. That, we can go dark if you want. No, no, we, <laughs> we can go no, real we dark. Go dark. We can get the guns out and stuff. No, no, no. I'm just kidding. But uh, <laughs> not really. But uh, yeah. my dad straight up like, I built some jumps behind his barn. Just like there's just some piles of dirt. Like not even piles of dirt. I just stacked up some lips. Like no, this is like pre-landing. Mm-hmm. When I was real little, like maybe like eleven or twelve. Yeah. And I'm just jumping the flat, like, having a blast. And straight up, like, my dad's like, hey, if you use the rototiller from the garden, you could chop up the dirt and make your jumps bigger. 
and turned out, I was like, damn, that would make it a lot easier, you know, for sure. Right. So I'm just like sitting there digging my ass off by myself. Like my brother's like a little bit too young yet. He's three years younger than me. So he's probably like eight at the time. Yeah. yeah. And basically I'm just digging some jumps and he's sending it too, but I'm like digging by myself. And then my dad tells me to rototill it to like loosen the dirt up. Yeah. I turned it into a garden for him. He shut me down. So he actually convinced me and conned me into applying my own trails. So my first jumps, my dad lied to me and told me that if I used the rototiller, it would make the dirt nice and soft to stack, but he really <laughs> just took it over and then made it a garden. Oh, He man. wanted to grow garlic or horseradish or some shit. <laughs> I was, like, stunned. Wow. So to get him back, he was doing... He was laid off for a while, and get, yeah, he was getting construction jobs or whatever, yeah. but then he was, like, stealing all sorts of, like, construction supplies, like plywood and stuff. Like every day, come home with like a sheet, like a pickup truck load of plywood. I'm like, man, I'm like, they just give you that? And he's like, yeah, they just, if they don't need it, you know, they just say take it home instead of throwing it in a dumpster. But my dad was infamous for like stretching that truth. Like he did anything that wasn't nailed down. Right. He wasn't a thief, but like if right. it wasn't nailed down and no one was gonna use it, it was coming home. So then I just built a whole makeshift ghetto street comp in my backyard oh. one day, and yeah. he lost his shit like proper. <laughs> freaking out like there was like 10 of us riding it and like we had made like we hit old scaffolding we like threw scaffolding against the wall and just stacked plywood until it made a transition and just like nailed it all together i mean there was no ribs i mean we just stacked he just had three quarter inch that was like i mean he had stacks of it so we had he had like a stone wall in the backyard we made just a you know wedge the wedge over that like made a wooden berm out of some scraps like we had a setup it's like fbm style yeah, it was, like, proper, and this is, like, you know, I was 14, maybe? Really? Yeah, like, I was in, like, 8th grade or 7th, or, you know, somewhere in that realm. I, I'm i really, I'm horrible with dates. No, so it had to be but, uh, late 80s, 90s. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, late sure. 80s. Yeah, uh, it, was late, it was, like, 90 or something, maybe. Yeah. But, um, so, so you yeah. Grew, you grew up around some amazing riders and amazing trails. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't there parks there at that time? Wasn't there a park at least? Um, not at first. No. Um, once then, Shimerville opened up. Yeah. So that was that was like an indoor, indoor park that was like, it was pretty sick. I mean, for back then, it had like a double pipe spine mini with a fat spine. Like Joe and Lucky filmed a ton of parts there mm-hmm. in old standard videos. And again, like I'm not a BMX history buff, so I don't remember what the videos were, but yeah. I remember watching them. Uh, there was a vert ramp there. I remember, like, Matt Hoffman breaking through the drywall and the ceiling with his pegs doing a tape because they had, like, a, they, had a, they did a Hoffman contest there. I wasn't, for whatever reason, I didn't go. I think I was, like, it was, like, pre-me having a license, and my parents were, like, drive you where? Like, all, you know, they were, like, very anti, like, yeah. if I wasn't going to little play Little League down the street, like, yeah. you know. That was actually, ironically, to go even further back, like, I, there was a jump at the Little League field and I literally would play baseball in my back to the game because I would be watching people jump. And all I wanted to do was hit this, like, all it was was, like, an uprooted, uprooted tree or something. Right. And it had dirt off the side of it, and people were just launching at the flat. And those dudes had, like, legit 80s bikes. Like, so I was, like, stunned because I had a few BMX pluses, and I, like, knew the parts. Like, right. so in my head, I'm sitting there paging through in the middle of the game, like, being like, oh, that, those, like, that dude has the Odyssey brakes. That guy's got the ACS rotor. Like, I knew everything about it. But I was so, like, oblivious. And then I quit baseball in sixth grade. And, like, because, like, 
they wanted me to, like the next stage was to go on the traveling team and of course then my parents were like well I'm not driving you to get baseball games if it's not here then because I was like a mile from my house yeah yeah so they were like screw it then quit I'm like okay <laughs> so then I was like the next season I was there jumping while they were all these other kids were playing and I was with the older dudes like launching the flat and they That's all awesome. thought it was like crazy at Z rims that were like rubbing front and back like oh. I still have a pair do you really yeah mine are what color they're black uh, I have navy blue well yeah. had navy blue right 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 I actually had to find them again because I had them when I was a kid yeah on a rally rampart and then uh, my buddy Nick yeah Cappy found me a pair on eBay I paid huge money for them but I, I rebuilt this rampart back to the way it was in 82 or 83 nice so it's got Z-rims on it oh, yeah. I tried to go around the track with them on this vintage day and my chain kept coming off Dude. everything was going wrong I but, used to do 90 bunny hops like, yeah. like not quite 180 and I could hit drop out and bounce back I kind of remember it was so sick yeah. like you could just bounce do full yeah. drop out right like prop, it's almost just like doing a tail tap yeah. on flat ground yeah. and then snap back it was right. But did you ever do the freezer? Uh, no, the I heard about it, in? but doesn't we didn't have work. a Dahmer household, so I didn't have a freezer big enough for a body or wheels. <laughs> <laughs> we had a six foot chest you could throw a body in, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, my, I used to throw like mags and Z rims in there. Did you really? <laughs> Never worked. No, everyone swore it did. I'm like, yeah, uh, whatever. That was, that was a good selling ploy. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But yeah, as as a, as a youngster, I loved. You know, obviously wanted to do the dirt bike thing when I was a real little kid. You know, that wasn't an option. Like, I, you know, he's like, I'm not getting you a dirt bike. Right. You right. know, I'm not driving you to races, whatever. So then I did the next best thing. My first actual BMX setup was yeah. actually, like, no bullshit, was a Stingray. Really? I just, like, stripped down, took the frame and fork, and put BMX parts on it and just launched that thing for a while. Right. Which is yeah. kind of crazy to think about. Yeah. Like, and it, it held up, dude. I, I mean, we, my friend had a kicker ramp on his downhill street and we yeah. would just like pedal from the top of the hill and we were probably jumping 30 feet on like those freaking pencil thick forks yep and like never even an issue right like bars would even move but the forks <laughs> would never snap like it was sick wow stuff today that you look at just in yeah. no way me me and Ecom took the sliding board and snapped it off our swing set and my dad had a whole bunch of firewood, like all wedged out, you know, like when you like split firewood, it's like triangled. Yeah. So we like stacked that, and our first actual jump we built was a sliding board. Like we just like bent it up and down until it snapped off the swing set. And then we just put it on the log pile that we stacked up. And it was, and we cracked our first Huffies. Like we both cracked, well, I think one of us cracked, I don't remember which one it was, but one of us cracked our frame. Like really? it was like the soon as we got them for Christmas, as soon as it thawed. We're in the backyard, just bombing this hill, launching a sliding board to flat. It was probably four foot tall, like to flat. Yeah. Like definitely not forgiving. There was no hill. Right. It was like proper like air wheelie to like headbanger for a thousand times in a row until until we cracked the gusset. So you and Ekam, have you both been riding straight through ever since the beginning? Yeah. Or did you take a break at all? I mean, the one summer I was actually just talking about this today. One summer I just took a break. I cracked my frame and then. Yeah just got into like hardcore weed yeah yeah <laughs> basically went swimming one summer and right. just didn't come back until the fall but then i was like what am i doing so you didn't even go a full year no just i just a season i honestly have been season. hurt longer than i have quit riding really i've broken like i broke like probably like i don't know like 12 or 11 bones both my legs 
both my wrists. Both your legs? Yeah, like, did, I, have the, I got the femur. Tip fib and femur. Same back side? Back to back. No, yes. no, I did the right fib yeah. tib and then left femur. I still got the rod. Uh, Does it ache sometimes? Uh, ironically, the only time I have true issue is at high altitude. When I was flying the Salt Lake a bunch, the snowboard, first day there, I'd have this crazy cramp in my leg. Right. And it would feel like tightening of muscle. Yeah. But I don't know what it was. I mean, but I've heard people, I've like, you know, used the Google machine and uh, it told me that people do complain about uh, altitude. Yeah. But we're always in altitude when we're doing sh like Colorado jobs. Yeah, right. So I don't, right. I've only minded it snowboarding, which is weird. I don't know if it's like the cold and yeah. the combination, but. Mm -hmm. Bef before we get to the jobs, so you, you rode obviously a lot. How long did you ride for? before it turned to business, and we'll talk about the business after, but. Uh, well, I started, I mean, I rode straight up, just rode and built my whole life for free, like just normal trail guy, until um, two, or no, it was 1998, I think it was the year, and uh, basically I had I had the, the right roommates at the time, so I lived with uh, Christopher and Gilly McGilla, and they both got a job at Woodward, just building the beginner jump line. But they had already had, they had already been digging like the first. Well, I'm not sure. I think they already did the X Games once or twice so far. Okay. So they were actually already being paid to dig, and I was like, "Dude, let me know." And all of a sudden, they're like, "Hey, do you want to come out to Woodward?" And I'm like, "I'm there." So like, yeah. I would have jobs all the time, and I would just quit them just to do digging jobs, even though I knew it was really? like it'd be like a three week job, and I'd have like a job I'd be at for like a year or two. And I'm like, "Yeah, I got this gig. I'm gonna go." And they'd be like, "What do you mean?" I'm like, well, like, I mean, you can give me the job when I get back, but I'm going to be gone for the next month. Right. And they thought I was insane. But I would, I've probably had like a hundred, uh, at least a hundred jobs. <laughs> like a, at least a hundred jobs of just doing whatever. Really? Yeah. Like I've never had, I hadn't like had a good paying job until I started my own business. Like right. I was like the minimum wage guy yeah. forever. Yeah. Um, so yeah, dude, did the Woodward feel the chunks is what we nicknamed it. Um, and then right afterwards, my next digging job was like the next year, I think, or maybe, yeah, it was about a year, year and a half. Mm -hmm. my, so my first real, like actually like legit digging job was the BMX downhill race for X Games at Woodward East. Really? So like, I went from like running a skid steer, basically in a parking lot setting, to like, okay, here's a front end loader, here are the keys, right. like figure it out on this hill. Is that the one that... Robbie Miranda was killing and just yeah there was a lot of yeah guys he there. yeah yeah that was the real deal like 2000 I think it was I think it started in 2000 like I know Vans did a triple crown race and they, that that was how the track the whole like concept started with like Magoo and those guys yeah um, and then X Games bought on to it I guess like the next year I think because mm -hmm. I went out I actually went out for the Vans one right to watch it just because I was like what is this like let's go check it out right. and then. Cause that was only Woodward's only three hours, three and a half, yeah, about three hours from Allentown. So we went out there, watched that, and I think it was like a, a I think the B three contest was going on too. Okay. So it was like a whole weekend of stuff. But anyway, long story short, fucking went right into that. That was like I went from building like baby tabletops to like building forty foot gaps. So I was like stunned, like trying to like be safe in a front end loader. And like I've always, I've been obsessed with having machinery my whole life. Like I knew that was what I was gonna do. Yeah. But like obviously only a bonus to build jumps. Like I just yeah. assumed I was gonna be the guy working for like the town or the city, like plowing snow in the winter and doing like whatever crap, 
like would come our way you know just I just pictured that being my job you know but I always like loved building and had a passion and like had a vision for it you know just like when I walk into a set of woods I can like see it pretty much like yeah like dude tripping on acid seeing trails like yeah Yeah, that's me like I'm standing there I can envision the run before it while it's still woods like before it's even touched I can't wait to see your vision here. And yeah, by the way, yeah. we're, at, we're at Powder Ridge in yeah. Northfield, Connecticut, where the Find Your Fight Kevin Robinson Jam is going to be on July 29th. So you're building dirt jumps, uh, dirt, a jump line, I should say, up in the woods over kind of behind us, not that anyone can see. Yeah. But uh, when I walked through there, I'm, I didn't understand really where you were going to do this, but I, I definitely trusted you. But, Thanks. yeah, so what we're doing here for the jam is... We're building a bike park that was like already, that was already like in play before, you know, before you came to oh, me yeah. with this. Yeah, so, definitely. but then it was kind of ironic that everything that you needed was already kind of in my plan to put here. So it was kind of, then, you know, I was kind of like, man, like this can't not happen. I know. I felt terrible hearing about like, you know, that it, you know, probably was going to go belly up on you. And I was like, damn. Yeah. And then I just like, talk to the owner of the mountain i'm like listen i'm like this is something i feel strongly about and this is like you know this is what we're gonna do here and he was his turnkey like run it yeah. so and then you obviously met him and right you know did the deal yeah but yeah he's been he's been great i could yeah I, could, I can't tell you how lucky i am that if we didn't meet at swamp fest yeah i wouldn't have known to call you here oh, yeah. you know while, while i saw that you were taking on this job yeah it just Relationships, man. It's funny my whole life has been like a networking fiasco of craziness where yeah. you literally, like, in order to do, like, I mean, to jump ahead to the business side of it, That's like, okay. in order to do well in, like, this wacky business that we're in, you have to, like, step in shit at all times. Like, you have to literally just run in, like, and it's not like, oh, well, I'm going to, like, you know, try to find this person or try to contact this person. It's truly all by luck. Like, mm-hmm. you know, just me moving in with with Stoffer and Gilly, and like all of a sudden they're like, you know, well Dave, you know Dave can dig. He's good. He'll be able to do this. Like I'm at Woodward. I'm my mind's blown already because I've always wanted to go there, but obviously I never did. Right. Uh, all of a sudden I'm working there, and then the next time I'm there, I'm like there as like an an outside con like working for an outside contractor building this ridiculous like one-off racetrack for like and i'm like learning how to run equipment and trying to like you know build and design this track i'm like you know there were it was like me gilly nate wessel mark arena and mark arena yeah mass? yeah no way Wacky he used to mark ride arena. my house yeah he's, my backyard. he's a funny little guy he's a great photographer too yeah right? yeah no doubt yeah he's, yeah he's I, awesome. I i unfortunately i tortured him but did you yeah but we were good friends we did it all and still all shout out to mark he's yeah a, he's, no he's, he's he was badass. sweet man him and Sean Rosinski and all. Oh them yeah, dude, I know area. all those guys. And Sean's still out there. He's they they all used to come to Nam like. Yeah, that back in the day. Burger. They were, they were young. Like, Sean. They were my house, so they were only like 15, yeah. 16, So they probably started to spread their wings a bit after that. Dude, the van would show up, and like Gerard would jump out, Yagel, Burger, like that's, that's how I knew, and then Nutter. That's how like I knew yeah. all those that whole scene because yeah. they came to Nam. So like. Like I said, like we were like I was traveling, like we'd go to push right. and do like those kind of trips. Like I hadn't I don't even think I had been out west at that point. So like pretty much I'm still I'm like tri stating it up hard, but like, you know, I'm traveling but like drivable. I'm not like flying anywhere. Right. And at that point. And 
and then like those dudes show up and like I didn't even know who I didn't know who they were really like yeah. I've like I think yeah it was just uh yeah they were they were pretty young at that time yeah but like man they were just ripping and I'm like dude they just showed up like they were showing up everywhere it, yeah it's, I mean they well obviously Connecticut from Massachusetts but yeah they really started to, to spread out which is awesome because each of them carved their own way through you know through life yeah. to this point just yeah. through these different experiences I always say that people people through this sport just gain such confidence to go do bigger things things that yeah. that most people wouldn't take a chance on I, I have never said no to anything uh-huh. like I've I feel like that's the main thing is like to be confident and like not I mean don't throw I mean I've done it myself but don't go out there throwing Hail Marys all over the place because you're gonna get burned at one point right I mean I've definitely like I said I've definitely done it like on projects where I'm like yeah let's do it and like I'm like what I just get myself into but uh yeah like for sure it's definitely the whole you just gotta like you got you, you gotta be you gotta stay positive and just keep moving forward and yeah. that's like I mean as, as cheesy as that sounds that's like all I do it's that's just true. yeah I mean every winter when I'm sitting off to my off season I'm like freaking out I'm like I don't have any jobs like we have to be I, you know and I do worry not only just about my own family but I worry about like Mark and Marky T and Will oh, sure uh, you know I'm like well these guys like depend on me now like these are, this is their job too so like now I have like all that to like think about because like before it was kind of sweet because I would just like do gig work. I had no family. Like right. Steve Swope had the X Games gig, Fuzzy Hall had the Gravity Games gig, and like Triple Crowns and stuff like that. And then Miron had that Rebel Elevation gig. So like basically, I was doing like you know like crappy part time work at home, just enough. Like I'd work. I mean, I was doing like sandwich delivery at a deli, being done by like one in the afternoon, and then I'd go to the trails. That was like I was making just enough to live. But then the bonus was doing those digging gigs. So yeah. that was like, the like that the the deli and the, those little crappy jobs, they had all the, you know, I just kept my bills paid. But then I had like my living money with like the gigs. So before you started your own business, when you were doing the gigs, is this where you started to learn how to use machinery? I think you were just oh, talking yeah. about that before. Yeah. So that's when you, that that had to be crazy. Were you just throwing the keys the first time you went? Straight you were just up. like, figure like, it out, buddy. Dude. I mean, Swope's cool, but he definitely, <laughs> he was just like, this is a steering wheel. I'm like, yeah, this is forward, this is backwards. I'm like, yeah, I can kind of get that. He's like, just don't flip it down the hill. These flip. Okay. And I'm like, I guess that's the gas and the brake. And that was my lesson. Really? Yeah. And yeah. like, Gilly, like, Gilly picked it up pretty quick. Yeah. Because I think he may have ran it before uh, I, and at X Games, like, like actually like the dirt comp stuff mm-hmm. but again when you're running when you're running a machine on a in a parking lot setting it's night and day different like when you're on train like and you're talking front end loaders not excavators not i'm not, talking about like five foot tall wheels like four yeah. ton bucket or three to four ton loader buckets like no, no back i want we're talking yeah, loader yeah only. just front end loader so yeah. we're and we're and we're ripping down the track that was once there for the vans uh, the van's um, triple crown or whatever and then we're like moving I mean we're I mean we spent we spent me and Gilly spent eight hours or ten hours with two front end loaders moving the rolling just that so like that's how much dirt we were moving it took us like we were scooping and, and driving like maybe 500 feet further up the hill and dumping it so like 
we were like expanding the track that was already there and I mean we were there for a month this was Woodward East Woodward East yeah okay. so then we did and then we came back the next year and did redid the track like kind of changed up some stuff right. and uh, it was actually kind of cool because they were like yeah like design design the gate so like guys like we don't want any pedal advantage like we want the true like we want the guy who has the good gate start but we don't want someone that's going to sprint to win we want to you know we want to play we want to level the playing field so i came up with this idea um where we made an elevated starting gate so you basically had two by or four by fours i think it was like maybe five feet tall like shoulder height put the starting gate up there so you literally had to snap it was a half crank to bunny hop onto the like onto the roll-in so there was like no like everyone had the same start yeah it was a it was straight up across the board I mean, you could have snapped the line, and every tire was where every, where everyone landed. Every person was in the same position by the time they got to the bottom of the rolling. What a great so, idea! It was so sick. It had nothing to do with sprint strength. It was no, it was all skill. Yeah. So like, it's, but it was sick because uh, you have a gate like um, you have a gate start, and mm-hmm. and and like Buddy's like got the crazy legs. He's gone. So like the, the pack breaks up kind of quick, but in this scenario, the whole straight is a is like a freaking shoulder to shoulder like deal like the dudes are, are you know they're trying to get into that first turn and someone's gonna get cut off or pushed out of the way it's like you're it's a different racing like scenario you don't have that like i mean you do have that later in the pack i always feel like there's a whole shot guy though but yeah. this is like everyone's coming in the first turn together that's awesome. which is kind of almost sketchy but rad yeah, but it's it x games it's not like sanctioned it's you yeah, know it's, it's a, a different, different it's a different uh concept than you know traditional racing which I've also like done some work on that stuff too, and it's totally not even the same beast. But anyway, so the You've ne- done track rebuilds. Yeah, yeah. I actually, I you before I start. Well, I uh, used to work for Elite Tracks, okay, uh, which does the Olympics and all that. So, oh, okay. uh, yeah, they were they were doing me. Uh, they had me like do a bunch of tracks, and uh, this was still before you went on your own. No, I I just started my business. Oh, okay. So obviously, when you just start your business, it's right. slow. Like I had a couple gigs a year, sure, a couple jobs here and there, but uh, it wasn't anything to live on. And then, uh, yeah, we'll get we'll get there though. Yeah, 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 no, yeah that's for fine. sure. This is wild. There's so much. <laughs> there's a lot. It's to funny because like there's like my whole like pre my business and digging like professionally like riding wise like I've rode for like different companies and all that but like i mean that's that stuff's cool too uh like fbm has been an awesome supporter of like my riding i rode for fit for a little bit when i first started duff shoes man-made clothing uh odyssey's always like hooked it up real good like i've always had like like you know and i'm not even like i mean i really am the epitome of it's who you know like i'm i'm not (laughs) like I i had a couple moves but like i wasn't like People but, weren't like, damn, like you know, you're a pro rider, like. But you get through, right? Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, you, and you're getting through some trails that I think are, they're hard. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was, I was, a, I was a comfortable rider. I could like fire some threes, some tricks, but I wasn't like, I wasn't, I never did contests or anything. Right. So like, I mean, a couple magazine photos here and there and stuff like that. I was actually like super in the street and stuff like that for a while too, like doing rails and stuff. I loved doing right. rails and ledges and all that, but. um but I don't know. I mean, not, yeah. I mean, everyone talks about that stuff. But let's talk about stuff that we don't talk about normally. Yeah. Well, so, well, how did, so when you were digging for other people, is that when you ended up starting to move around the country? Or not? I shouldn't say move because home base was always PA, and you would just I, stay other yeah. places. Yeah, yeah. In between. Yeah, exactly. So, so basically, once like 
you know, our summers started to get shorter because of working. So, like, obviously, the more jobs we got were, you know, it was always, like, in the summer. So then all of a sudden, like, the trails were getting less for me, which obviously is now a nightmare for me because, like, now I don't get to the trails, unfortunately. But it is what it is. Um, so, yeah, so we'd be home for, like, two weeks ripping every day, like, super pumped, and then be gone for a month. Yeah. And then come back, you know, then it's July, and then, you, then you're gone for another month. And now it's September... Then you're, like, gone for a couple weeks here. Now it's October. Like, damn, where the hell did my season go? Yeah. And then I was like, shit. Like, I'm sitting around twiddling my thumbs in Bethlehem or in Neolia Valley, like, in the middle of winter, not doing anything. So that's when Austin kind of came to light. So a friend of mine at the time was uh, this guy named Ben Morgan who had uh, moved to our area. He's from Pittsburgh originally, or Pittsburgh. I think he was from the suburbs. Yeah, but uh, anyway, he was a really good street rider. But the first Road Fools, like everyone was like, they went to Austin. There's all this crazy stuff that went down, sure. and Ben was like, "Man, I kind of want to just go to Austin, like try to just do it for the winter or a couple months or whatever." Right. And I'm like, "All right, man, like let's do it." So we road tripped it down there, and yeah, it was 1999, and yeah, so still no kids. You're not married. Yeah, yeah, and I like, just I just started like I just did my first digging job too so I wasn't even like oh you're only like 25 then anyway right yeah somewhere around there yeah somewhere in there so like I didn't even have like anything really at all I was still living oh no I was like 23 because I I was just it was my last I had moved out when I was 23 so it was like my last when I got back and I moved out I was like it was like I was gone long enough when I got back I'm like yeah I need my own place for real from from Austin yeah yeah Yeah, I was I spent like a little over a month there uh-huh. Uh, just riding. I was just building. Uh, I built actually built a line at 9th Street. It was called uh, Right Line. Oh, really? Yeah. Or was it Right Line or Left Line? Someday I, I want to get down there. Yeah, it's sick. Yeah, for sure. And then of course, see, was it East Side? Yeah. Oh yeah, East Side's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. I mean, only to watch. No. I just want to watch you. Main line, <laughs> main line. You can get on. It's it's all right. It, it's, you gotta. You just gotta so hang on. Yeah. Just, just pull yeah. back and hang on. Yeah. Well. But yeah, I mean that's a, that's a podcast for another day for on, on yeah me. yeah for sure. I'm just chipping away at things that aren't going to kill me. But it's it's yeah, it definitely gets intimidating. Nah, you just I don't know. You got to look at such a big picture as you get older, you know. Yeah, no, I know. But especially you, I mean, your physical job, you yeah, it's pretty. I get hard I get a little nervous, uh, like when we're testing the X game stuff, mm-hmm. and now like I was talking about like not getting to the trails enough. Right. Now I'm not getting to the trails, like, at all. And, and there's no warm-up for that stuff. No, there's no warm-up. I'm like, if I do it, like, I hit it. I didn't hit them last year. Yeah. I hit them the year before, and I was riding east side a couple times beforehand. So, and at that time, like I said, my season starts in March. So as soon as the dudes are, like, starting to smack dirt at, the, at Caddy, I'm gone already. Yeah. So I, it kind of, it does suck, like... I, I do hate not helping enough. Sure. I, I do other stuff. Like, I help do, like, throw fundraisers for the trails. And I did one this winter. Mm-hmm. We, we did it at a brewery where we had a fundraiser. I saw that. Yeah. My friend uh, uh, owns a catering company called mm-hmm. Divine Catering. And he basically does it for cost. And then we just charge to get in. Uh-huh. The brewery was stoked. People were buying beer. They bought, you know, paid to get in for food. All you can eat, like, catered food. And then, like, I think I made, like... 14 or 1500 bucks for the trails in, in an afternoon in the middle of February. That's awesome. So it was like rad. Like, I mean, that's that. like more money than a jam would make almost. Yeah. You know, or like close to it. Right. And it was like a three hour thing. That's awesome. So that was pretty cool. Like, I try to do that. 
because um, that is my only time that I have like downtime. Like right. December through uh, through February, beginning of March. Right. So I basically get three months off a year, but then I'm on like proper on. So how many years did you do Austin in the winter, and did you do anywhere else too? Like did uh, you I did Austin in the winter, ninety nine to 06. Okay. I did do. I mean, That's I did a, a trip. Yeah, yeah. I did like California one winter, like hung out with Marvin Lauderly, but that was only like two weeks. Like that was like we just got, me and me and that guy Ben just got a flight out there and yeah. just went out and rode, rode some street and stuff, rode some a couple of jumps here and there. But uh, it's seven years that you were going to Austin on on the regular, like every, yeah, yeah. I every mean, winter. by by the end, I was doing three months. Mm-hmm. Like I would like proper like staying like. Like living there, essentially. Is that pretty much? That's pretty much what Nutter does, right? And yeah, not so much. Not, I would not say so much Clint is, anymore, but well, no, Clint's pretty well did where he's at. Yeah, up definitely. Falls um, with the family and all that coming. Yeah, but, uh, definitely. Yeah, uh, no, Nutter. I mean, Nutter. Nutter goes on hiatus, but Nutter's Nutter's an Austin dude for sure. Like he he's yeah. there way more than he's not. That's true. He's like the reverse of you, almost. Like he comes. Yeah. Okay. He's like not there for like two or three months. So yeah. he's there the rest of the time. I got you. I, I mean, give or take, you know. Yeah, and I, mean, I think he told me that, that he rents a place, but some other people rent it while he's up here. And yeah, yeah, yeah. He has he has the squalor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. He uh, he lives there, and then yeah, a bunch of people crash out there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah. Nutter, dude, Nutter's awesome. <laughs> yeah, he's so sweet. Yeah. I mean, I could, there's so many people to talk about, but oh, it's like oh. crazy. No, absolutely. But Nutter, yeah, Nutter was on the crew for a while, and he was he was sweet. But you were you were at the front end. I shouldn't say total front end because when did when did Joe Rich and basically when did when did T one start in that was in Austin when they started? They, right? Like Joe moved there, I think shortly. It was either right before or right after that Road Fools. Okay. So T one, yeah. I mean, when I when I first went there, I don't know if T one was a thing yet, mm-hmm. but the T one ramp definitely wasn't there. Like that wasn't there until like two thousand. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna say two thousand three, maybe. Okay. It was definitely a couple of years. Like that wasn't always like there when I was going. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like Corgan or Joe or someone would definitely obviously know the real date. I, I'm just trying to like go off memory. Um, yeah. But yeah, like yeah. I mean, all we rode was uh, 9th Street and Street. A lot of Street for sure. There's a ton there with AT and stuff with the university mm-hmm. uh the sunday had trails jason sunday had some a small set of trails oh, and then they got plowed and then uh eventually he had another set of trails where actually it was right across the ravine from east side i heard about and that, that was a sweet little spot like it was cool it had some really cool berms some uh smaller jumps for sure but like definitely like it was like built into the train which i feel goes a way longer way if it's like a unique setup even it doesn't have to be the craziest setup but if it's unique to like its setting, I feel like that's like I appreciate that a lot, right? Because that, that's kind of how I try to build. Like when I built Nam, uh, I I found a, so many, like so many crazy scenarios. Like there was a one uh, run called Hamburger Hill, and obviously the trails are called Nam. Hamburger Hill is a movie from like about Nam. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's pretty much it was just like a when I was a little kid, like it was like kind of like a little dirt road, but then trees fell on it, it grew back in, whatever. But I ended up building, well, not just me, but me and the guys, like, back sure. in the day. Uh, but mainly that run, huh, 
there's like there's like Janice had mentioned there's like crazy wacky drama at the trails like obviously like I'm stacking on stuff and other people are like that's crazy I'll never work whatever right, right. but we don't even go that road but yeah like I mean I made there was two trees that were down I just mm-hmm. turned those into a long low like th- I'm talking like this run practically built itself just like, the way the trees fell Like they were just They had been there for like decades That's And so like I just stacked dirt On the front of a log And then yeah. on the back of a log That was the jump Right After that And this is like This is probably 90 I'm gonna say 96 or 7 96 yeah. We put up a 20 21 footer Like tall Like it was probably 5 to 6 feet tall mm. Set after that Downhill Cause Nam wasn't all downhill Nam had like downhill drop-ins and then it would mellow out but the upper level where hamburger hill was was actually all grade so we actually had a downhill like air like area then behind that was a quarry test pit so it was like a little slate kind of test pit it was probably like 15 and 20 feet deep depending on where you're standing mm-hmm. um it was a tight little pit though but it was like proper deep like so i put a lip into that and it was all like black dirt and shale. So we basically, I just kept dumping wheelbarrow loads of clay. And I had a, my dad had a four wheeler back then. So he had a buggy and we would just like fill, I would fill it with clay and just basically drop back it over there and just dump the dirt down until we actually had enough dirt to like rake a landing out. And then it was like a, a six foot lip. And then it was a straight up, it was probably like a 10 foot, eight to 10 foot step up, like oh. vertical climb. Like there was almost no gap. It was maybe like five foot gap, but it was like 10 foot tall. So you like launched up onto this like banked step up landing into a berm, and then it went into the back of the rest of the trails. Yeah. Did, uh, when did Don get plowed? Two thousand three. Oh, so it was. It was there ten years. You're already halfway through your your time of going to Austin. Yeah. And had you moved out at that point anyway? Oh yeah, yeah. I wasn't. Yeah, like I was already living in Bethlehem. And this was kind of behind your house. It wasn't on your property. Right? No, no, no. We were we were definitely like. It was just a, like my house was a farm, an old farmhouse, mm-hmm. and all it had was a quarter mile dirt road to get to it. But it was it was like an access road, basically like uh, the farmer owned all the like farmland around it. Right. So pretty much lived on like a like a like an island. It was basically like just cornfields, and my little house, my parents' house and property was in the middle of it, like mm-hmm. surrounded fully by cornfield. But then down the backside was maybe like I don't know, maybe like a like a thousand feet down this hill along the tree line we would ride between the tree line and the corn and then you would get into the whole woods so the woods were just unfarmable because of the train and the rock and right. the slate and all that and there's a stream that ran through there oh. so it was yeah i mean it was amazing like the fact that we had a stream at the trails oh, water source dude like not only did we started using pumps and hoses like way back in the 90s yeah. like like, I remember going to Posh and then, then being, like, shutting it down because it was too dry. And then we were, my friend Preston, like, my dad had a generator. My friend Preston just had, like, a straight-up electric pump. Like, when you just drop right, it in right. the creek. Well, some pump. Yeah, you just, like, submerge it. Right. And we were rocking full hose at Nam back then. And, like, we had... an inch and a quarter pipe just all over the place? No, we, I mean, we just garden hose. Oh, so we yeah. had a little puddle sucker pump just yeah. so you can get... Yeah, but I mean, it was like, it gave like a 15 to 20 foot spray. Yeah. So, I mean, we would soak the place down and we were having the sickest sessions in the middle of July when it was like 100 degrees out and like, you know, posh would be too dry or whatever. Stuff's already drying now. I wrote today, it's already drying. Yeah. It's crazy. Oh, no. I mean, we would have potholes. Like, because we are, it was kind of funny too, because Nam had like a lot more topsoil than like 
Posh and Caddy. Caddy has like a six inch layer of like black dirt, but Nam had like I would say like a foot or maybe more mm. before he got to the clay. I mean our first our first run at the trails at Nam was like all black dirt trails. Oh, we didn't okay. even hit the clay. Yeah. Which is kinda crazy. Look at that. Will A. Will's here. Blunt dog. Well, how do you say your last name? Blunt, like you smoke. I, that's the way I wanted to say it, but I was like, nah, that can't be right. <laughs> oh, it's right. Blunt, like you smoke. All right. Oh, yeah. Um, so, why don't we get into how did you start to transition from jobs to having the balls to go on your own and start start taking on a job as a sub, we'll say, because it's yeah. all sub work, right? Yeah. Well, so kind of. I mean, it's, did you start as an employee of? Well, basically, the way it started, like, I was doing gig work for, like, and I want to say, like, 10 years at least, where I was just doing, like, work for other people. Um, like I said, like, I was working for Steve Swope, I was working for Fuzzy Hall and Jay Miron. Between all that was, like, X Games, Gravity Games, Vans Triple Crowns, a little bit of Dutour, uh, and then Red Bull events, like, Red Bull Elevation and stuff. And uh, after all that, like, it started to get to the point where I would be depending on these jobs, because we were... You know, we were like, I wasn't like getting regular work anymore because we had so many of these jobs now. And then just simple stuff would happen, like X Games canceled dirt. I'm like, oh wow, like we lost that. That sucks. And then all of a sudden, Gravity Games was like switched. uh, They switched uh, networks, and then that went out of business. And then all of a sudden, that was gone. I'm like, damn, like what's going on? And then like the Red Bull stuff got us got us through that. But like, you know, we all like I ended up having to get like other jobs, and I just kept going back and forth with. Do I want to like just try to find a job? Like I, I mean, I'm, I actually moved out. I actually moved out of the valley and moved to Philadelphia for like five years, just basically to just, like needed some fresh air. Like I was so sick. Ironically, moved to Philadelphia for fresh air, but uh, <laughs> I was just so like I was so stuck in like the trail scene, and I didn't have any anything else going on besides it was all it was bike only. Like I was straight up like what time, trails. What time frame approximately? Uh, this is two thousand five. Oh, so this is almost at the end of your Austin years. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, like, yeah, like, I think the last... When I moved to Philly, I think I went to Austin one more winter. Right. But, uh... So then five years in Philly. Five years in Philly. Then I was just driving up to the trails, like, driving up to Pasha and Caddy and, you know, helping out or riding or whatever. But I was just, like, you know, I had spent my whole life doing that. And and, and then just, you know, and also being BMX was, like, my job, too. So I was, like, I didn't... I never, like, was outside of it. Before, so mm-hmm. it was like a, it was actually a nice change to walk away from it for a little bit. Mm-hmm. I still did it. Obviously, I rode street in Philly a bunch and rode F, uh, FDR, rode Little Devil. I, I worked at Little Devil for a bit, so like I never didn't ride, but I just I just wanted to like not be in the Leia Valley. And I mean, honestly, like I mean, it's tough to like find a girl there too. Like just you know, same deal. Like you're small, you know, you get that small town. He's laughing, Will. Will's laughing because <laughs> he doesn't have any problems finding <laughs> girls. But no, he doesn't. <laughs> Like, but yeah, so like skinny, that was like some like that, man. I'm surprised you even made it back from the grocery store in one piece. I know, right? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so uh, yeah, so like you know, I moved. I just I just needed a change, you know, like yeah. like a for real change, not just like going to Austin sure. for a few months. And then plus living there and then coming back to the valley, it was still kind of even though it's a it was a city that like there's a couple cities that are small, but it still had that small town feel. So like, and I was already going to Philly a ton for like music and going to ride other stuff too. So then I was just like, dude, I'm just gonna move here. I can if I want to ride the trails, I can go drive an hour and 15 minutes and sure. do that. Go back up to yeah, to Bethel. Yeah, exactly. So right. so this is so now we're getting into like where 
I started doing some racetrack work um, with Tom Ritz and Elite Tracks. Started doing that stuff, but I was like, I wasn't loving it, man. It was like, I don't know, it wasn't my thing. Like, it had to be hard to get the feel of that, seeing that you'd never raced. Yeah. Everything you were building was nothing like a BMX track. No. So how did it you... was. I just had to dumb it down. Uh, well, yeah, like it's a exactly lot. What it is. Like I mean, my only race experience was the X Games downhill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that's not what racing no, is. No, 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 at all. It was like madness. Uh-oh. So uh, yeah. So and while you were in Philly, you did some track work. Yeah, I did some track work, and then uh, you know here and there, and then because Jay Miron actually did, uh, he tried to do a clipless, a no clips race. So like you couldn't, you had to, it was flats only. And it was, he was supposed to do real jumps. That's where I met Tom on that job. Because Jay hired Tom to be the track guy. But he didn't want tra- Tom designing the track because he wanted it more jumpy. So it was like we had to, like, work with this dude. And uh, that's when he was like, hey, I'm going to call you. Like, you know. I was like, all right. Yeah, that's fine. So, you know, and, at, and through all that, too, like, we did... Like, Gilly and I had, and a few guys did Woodward West jumps. Like, Woodward hired us just as, like, employees. So, we, like, Woodward West was starting. We had done that. So, you know, we did the X Games downhill out there. Like, that one we did from scratch. Why are you in Philly? No, this is all before. The, this is, like, a little bit before that. Oh, okay. But I'm saying, like, so, like, I've, we were, we were, like, doing a ton of work. I got you. But it was just so sporadic and not, like, it just, like, it would be there and gone. Like, you know what I mean? So then Tom started talking about me coming on. But then I wasn't in love with that. I didn't want to really do that. So, Blue Mountain, which is a ski resort by my, uh, by where I'm from. Yeah. And we were mo- we were getting ready. Me and my wife were getting before we before we got married. We were like, hey, we're gonna move back to the valley. She was from an hour north of the valley, but I was just kind of like, man, like, I need to find. I gotta do something sweet. Like this is, I can't just do these like crappy jobs the rest of my life. So then my friend's mom worked there, and she's like, hey, they're gonna do a mountain bike park. And I'm like, okay. They're like, you need a business, though. And I'm like, oh, all right. And I'm like, cool. I'm like, so what, just start a business and, like, pr- like come up there? And she's like, yeah. She's like, they're looking to do it. So I, I'm just, like, excited. I'm like, this would be so sick. If we move back and, like, a half hour from our house, my, I'm, like, just full-time at the ski resort, I'm like, I'm, ha- I'm in heaven. This is dope. So, kid. yeah, so sure enough, someone else got the gig right away. Some, some dipshit, what? like, yeah, some random dude just like, he <laughs> didn't never even built a thing in his life. He uh, ran some race series and pretty much just like walked through the woods with, with uh, caution tape and just wrapped caution tape around the trees and took a weed whacker and said mountain bike trails. <laughs> that was literally, like, it was like raw as it gets. And in the mountain bike world, that is kind of sick, but now yeah. people are going towards more like, you know, machine built stuff. Yeah. But anyway, so I started Dirt Sculpt. And like, fully on just like a screw it. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do it. Yeah. Started the LC and just like, okay, now I have a business. Now what? I mean, I'm clueless. Like, I've never ran a business. I've never talked to anyone about it. I just straight up like that was like a hail mary. Like, I'm just gonna like start this business. I literally went online and bought it. Like, bought the LC. Like, just did it. Right. And then also, I mean, I didn't have insurance or anything. Right. I like went up there and they're like oh we already sent a contract to this guy I'm like devastated I'm like shit so anyway I'm just I'm still like getting shit word of mouth though like from people just like not even as dirt sculpt but just like Dave King like just yeah. oh yeah he could build he could build this probably right. so like I moved back home like we buy a house you know I'm back at the trails full time I'm so pumped like you know it was a good you know five years that I wasn't living there still going there a lot but like you know weekend warrior style I wasn't like able to just like pop over and ride through several times a week. 
Right. So I was just happy regardless. I had some crappy job at a trailer park doing maintenance. And then Tom was like, hey, from uh, Elite Tracks, was like, hey, what, would you just do a salary job with us? And I'm like, damn. I'm like, I guess I guess I could do that. And I'm like, tell my wife, I'm like, yeah, it's a lot of travel. I'm going to be gone a lot. But she was, she was stoked on travel anyway, so she didn't really care. She loved it. You know, we were already traveling a bunch together. And... But I, you know, I was still trying to get stuff for Dirt Sculpt. I wasn't even trying to like be like full time on that. Sure. But I did that for like a year and a half, and then I started like getting stuff. But it was ra- I was just getting racetrack stuff, so I was in like Europe a lot, doing all the Olympic training facilities. I did that built the Olympic yeah. training facility out at uh, Chula Vista. So you I was did like, that one? Yeah, I was doing like gnarly tracks, dude. Like this Olympic is so stuff. cool to hear because I never ever in my lifetime would have guessed you had anything to do with Chula Vista. Yeah, dude, I built. I mean, I built. I mean, I didn't design it or anything, no, but no, I, I, I built like the. So they I think it was the London track, like the the London track right. training facility was that Chula Vista. I didn't build the Beijing one because that was also there. Oh, they had the Beijing right. practice track there. Yep. And then I built the new because they actually did they did like a national or whatever mm-hmm. on that track while we were building because right. we like revealed the track during that. It was like half done or whatever. Oh, nice. Yeah, it was pretty... Uh, that, was, that was a pretty crazy job, for sure. Yeah, that was a salary contracted job? Th- that was right when it was starting to start. as a contracted. It was salary. Well, no, it was a salary, yeah. So I was like an employee of them, mm-hmm. and they were like giving me like a salary. So you and didn't then have I just, to use your LLC, you didn't have no, to have equipment, no, you didn't no. have to... I just showed up and did work. And, and, and brought... Got, not necessarily these guys, but you brought guys. No, not even, no. Like, they had their own crew. I was just really? adding... I was just added to their crew. Yeah. Yeah. So, basically, I was going to Europe a bunch. Like, just, I mean, I was in Norway, Sweden, uh, France, Germany. Like, I was, like, all over the really? place. Yeah, just going. Is that the first time you've been overseas? Uh, oh, no, I've been to Australia, and I went there in 2004. That's crazy. Yeah. That I went. Is your first trip overseas was Australia? Yeah. Damn. I went full tilt, like wrong yeah, way. I flew, wrong, say that's I flew the wrong way too. I did Eastern Hemisphere, thirty-six <laughs> hour of madness. Me, Gilly, and Rob Delecki did like a ridiculous. What's going on, Marte, RPT. aka Big Mac, aka Hans Gogan. Hans Gogan. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, like I had a friend that lived in Australia, so Gilly and Delecki and I all got a flight mm-hmm. over there, and we, I mean, we were just straight up like. You know, this is like, we had no, like, I haven't really, I mean, we booked flights before, but not much. Right. And, like, we were just like, oh, damn, 1300 bucks. Everything else was, like, 2500 yeah. And, I mean, we didn't give a shit about, we were just like, oh, Lero and Guam Poor. Like, what, I don't know, I don't right. know where that is. Right. So we, like, flew, like, proper, like, 36 hours of flying. I mean, I could go on, I mean, that's a whole other podcast, that whole trip. God. Like, yeah, it was crazy. But it was rad. But it's when you were back in, uh... In Lehigh Valley. Yeah. It was before... Time. Yeah, that that's like 2004. So, like, mm-hmm. I was living in Bethlehem. That was before Philly or yep. anything like that. Oh, I got you. Yeah, I know I'm jumping all over the place. No, that's all right. I, I'll keep it straight. I know my... Yeah, no In fact, worries. when you listen back to it, it really... It all, it all comes... Yeah. Everyone understands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, so, yeah, Australia, like, already had been... Like, I've been, the, like, at that point, Canada, Mexico... Um, Oh, by know. the way, that was my fault because I said, "When was your first overseas trip?" Yeah, but those so I pulled that, you off of that. But. No, but Canada and Mexico isn't overseas. That's just no, no, no. Oh. I mean, when you started to go to like Europe, because you were you oh, really yeah. talking about Europe, because you did. Uh, yeah, yeah. So you did jobs out there. For, yeah, yeah. So Europe like was UCI jobs. Were they yeah, oh yeah, okay. Yeah, I mean, like through Elite Tracks, but they were building them. 
We did all those. We were building those supercross races too. Yeah. Like those temporary tracks that were just set up. Like we did. A, we did one in Norway indoor. Like okay. a tra- Like it was. It was pretty wacky, but. Uh, Norway indoor. Yeah, they probably. It was. Dude, the dirt was just crazy. Like the. Yeah. The guy basically, uh, who ran the BMX track there, told us that if he came in, they were going to go to the ocean and get some sea seawater, spray the whole track down, and it would be a rock hard the next day. Oh my god, it was moon dust we were building with, like proper black moon, like, it was like, not even black, it was like dark gray moon dust, Could and, was, and uh, it was so, like, I'm talking like, you'd compact the shit out of it, hit it with a roller, and you could just take your foot and stomp your foot three inches in after the fact, so I was like getting super nervous, I mean, it wasn't my, like, job, like, it was, you know, right. least deal, but I'm like, dude, this isn't gonna work, so after we did the whole entire track, the sea salt deal, the whole, the whole nine, I was like, all right, I got a way to fix this, but someone needs to go buy a shit ton of concrete. Yeah. Because I already had been doing, oh, so we, we've mixing. been using, like, like you know, concrete to mix in with dirt when yeah. we were in the scenarios where, like, flat bombs of pure mud or, you know, crazy storm came through and we had to fix it. So we were, like, being in the event world for so long and being, like, you know, like, we had to make it work. Like, there's no, like, oh, well, we'll just wait till tomorrow or whatever. Uh I'm out of water. Yeah, it kind of sucks. But yeah, I was in the middle of my shower. <laughs> hey, Hans Markey. Yo. You got a phone on you? I do. Can you just take a picture while we're doing this interview thing? Yeah, so Norway, Norway I ended up getting, we got like a pallet of Portland. Yeah. And I ended up just uh, hard raking bags of concrete through the whole track. That must have taken a lot of concrete. Yeah, I don't even remember how many bags it was. It was like, it, I mean, pack. yeah, but it it worked. Like we saturated. I was like, dude, now flood the place. So we flooded it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All it cured. I mean, you could knock on it. It sounded like a rock. Really? So we did the whole, and everyone was like, you know, all the racers were like, man, like, what did you guys do to the dirt? Like, it's so weird. Like it's, it like, doesn't feel like it's dirt. I'm like, right. it's concrete. Don't worry about it. Like, <laughs> just don't fall. It would have like, dude. It would have. It would have crumbled. It would have fallen apart. It would yeah. have been a nightmare if we didn't do that. But, so you're, um, you're mixed. So you're you're solid for at least you know six eight inches down of mix. No, we were only doing. I was doing like a rake, so it was like three or four inches. Oh, okay. So we we're just raking the surface. And that was still enough well, to, to firm up what's. Oh underneath. yeah, because like the core of it's like packed when you know all the yeah. weight. But like the whole problem was is the surface just kept blowing apart. It sounds so, like from podcasts I've done before, it's like trying to do trails in Florida. <laughs> I wouldn't do that, but I'm gonna probably end up doing that this winter for Swamp Fest. But yeah, you will. Whatever. <laughs> no. I've had some bad Florida experiences with and carpet, and it was like riding an hourglass where it was just slowly trickling away as you're riding it. At the end of the day, it looks like the place was plowed. There's no 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 jumps left. It just went. No, I'm just kidding. I can't hate on Florida that much. No, those no. guys are awesome. No, no. Definitely, Tra- Trey's Trey's leading the charge. Yeah, no, it's sick. For sure, it's awesome. So let's get into you starting the business. So you you went, I, I believe you were saying you were into it year year and a half. So you bit the bullet, started the LLC. Yeah. Didn't get the job at, um, at, at your Mountain. local yeah. Blue Mountain. Yeah. But then stuff started to trickle in, and yeah, yeah. So we started getting like random calls. Like it was crazy too because I'd be on the elite tracks jobs mm-hmm. and I'd be getting like phone calls and they'd be like, be like, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, I, I got to take this call. And it'd be like, hey, we want a pump track, or we want this. 
And I was just kind of like, sure, like whatever, let's do it. When did when did that all start? That when was did like punk tracks really start to. For me, it was speed. like 2013 ish. Oh, okay. I think 2000 like 12 maybe. Not that long ago, but still. I started the business in 09, and by the time I'm thinking it was like. Yeah, it was like a couple of years. Like, yeah, I think my first, I think our first pump track that we built was probably, probably like 2000, maybe it was 2012 was the first one. I rebuilt one actually, it was my first pump chat track situation. The guy bought a book online on how to, how to build pump tracks. There's this guy named Lee Likes Bikes. I never met him, but uh, he has a book that tells you how to do it. So this guy bought really? the book and then like went right off the plans or whatever. And I ended up having to plow the whole thing, most of it, and like salvage it. Uh-huh. And it was, in, it was in this small town in New Jersey. But yeah, I was just kind of, again, it was just like, it was like word of mouth style. Like I just got a call and they're like, yeah, so-and-so told me to call you, you do you do this? I'm like, sure. So yeah, then then I started, and then, <laughs> dude, it's kind of crazy. Then years later, Blue Mountain fired that guy and had me come back and build trails and a pump track there, but just like one trail and, and a pump track. But then, like all of a sudden, it started to, like it started to pick up, and then and then all of a sudden, like we're building a bike park in Camp Hill, which is near Harrisburg, PA. Right. It was an indoor skate park called uh, Grindline, or no, Grind Lab, mm-hmm. and they they were like, hey, we have a bunch of acreage. I was actually in California building the Chula Vista track, getting that phone call, being like, hey, we want you to build a bike park for us, and I'm like, holy shit, this Your is like getting real. Like, yeah, and it was like it totally grew organically. It wasn't like. I wasn't like I had a website which basically like a blog site like I pay I didn't even pay for it, it was like a free right. you know situation like Chris Janice had a PA Woods thing set up similar yeah. so he's like oh yeah I could I could set up your website in five minutes I'm like cool yeah. so like had like a crappy little website like you know ten dollars a year for the domain name like no big deal right. and then like that was it against like I think I still don't even know if I had insurance at that point. And I, but I was doing such small work, and it was really quick and low money, and I was just like... And working solo. Yeah. Yeah, so for the, I mean, yeah. that's the, for that's the, most the key, part. is if you're working yeah. solo, then not to say you couldn't have an issue, you know, as far as liability insurance, but yeah. still, no employees, so it's probably a little yeah. easier to get by. But then, yeah, but then, like, then uh, Chris Janis actually came on as my first, I think he was, like, my first employee. Uh-huh. Um, was that for Harrisburg? Yeah, he did that, and he actually helped me with Blue Mountain too. Oh, okay. And then, then, but then during during the Camp Hill deal, the Harrisburg, uh, we got a call from X Games. Like I'm literally just like building away. Phone rings. I'm like, hello. He's like, yeah, this is uh, Sean Stewart from from uh, ESPN from X Games. We're we're gonna bring BMX Dirt back, and we heard you're the guy to do it. And I'm like, what the hell? Really? Yeah, I was stunned. And I like talked to him like, well, what's up? I'm like, what's going on? And he's like, yeah, we're doing it, and we're doing World X Games this year, and we're gonna we're gonna do the 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 pilot event for it in Brazil. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, yeah, I'm definitely down, like 100. percent Like, let's do this. And he's like, all right. Only problem is you have to sub. I'm like, okay. And he's like, yeah, Moto Moto's got the contract. I'm like, okay. I'm like, whatever. I'm I'm all I'm thinking is foot in the door style, you know. So basically, I have to deal with this motocross builder, like building company. But they're building motocross, so they're yeah, they're subbing me to just do my job to do what yeah. you're good at. Yeah. So basically, I just gave them a quote. You're not competing. No, 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 no. Gotcha. I just gave them a quote, and then yeah. I just uh, they're like, okay, yeah, that worked, blah blah. blah. Right. So we go like, 
So we go to Brazil and do that gig, and then while I'm there, I ended up knowing the new like main dude at X Games, Tim Reed, because he used to be like he just had like a normal chill job at X Games. Like I'm not sure exactly what his job was, but he would be on the floor, and we I would always run into him, and we, you know we were friendly or whatever. Right. And then he's now the boss, yeah. and I'm like, yo, Tim, I'm like, you guys doing. Like you guys planning on bringing this back to the states, right? Yeah. He's like, yeah, for sure. I'm like, can we just work this direct? So he's like, uh, you he like, do you have a business? I'm like, yeah. He goes, well, why aren't we doing that now? I'm like, well, I was told that you know the right. moto guys got it, and they're like, well, no. If you're insured and you have a business, like, no, you're good. Yeah. So like, it went from like just that to like all of a sudden they're moving from LA. Right. They're like, hey, we want to do like we need to do a four city search to like figure out which city we're going to choose. So like all of a sudden I'm on this trip with that, with all the SPM people yeah. and I'm like, you know, pick, like all helping to pick the venue and we ended up choosing Austin. But yeah, that was my Austin 2014 was my first contract with X games. And 2014 was like a crazy, that was like the year that my business was like, Oh my God, this is real. And like, I can't, I'm not working for anyone else. Like I'm going to make this happen. So we got X Games, we did, um, we won a bike park bid in Colorado and Carbondale for the, for the city of Carbondale or the town of Carbondale. Mm-hmm. And then like, dude, then we were just like booked. From, from 2014 on, we've just been booked. So it's been well, it crazy. what we were talking about, just yeah. connections and just like and that's what it was. relationships. Yeah, so, so Elite, uh, Elite Tracks started a sub company called Pump Tracks USA and they saw that I was starting to do pump tracks and they wanted a piece of the action because they were working in Europe only right. because of their, uh, what, I don't know if there's beef or whatever between uh, USA Racing and, and what they have going on, but they never, I mean, we barely worked in the States. Right. Chula Vista, I think, was the only job, and I, yeah, Chula Vista was the only job I did in the States, the rest were all Europe. So those guys were seeing, like, I was getting these, like, small, like, jobs, but they're like, damn, like, how's Dave getting these, like, jobs? And they're basically just, uh, they're like, we're going to do this thing, Pump Tracks USA, but you're going to run it. I'm like, well, no, I have my own business. They're like, no, it's fine. We'll just sub Dirt Sculpt to do the work for Pump Tracks. And I was like, man, I was like, all right. I wasn't a big fan of it because, like, I was already trying to get away from those guys. Right. Like, nothing personal, just, like, I was just, I was starting to, like, get busy enough where I didn't need them. And, no, you didn't need you to know, do and, and And I wasn't a big fan of, like, they, none of them really ride or anything. Uh, I mean, I'm not trying to talk shit, but like, I just feel like if you're not, if you're not even like, I'm not. I don't ride every single thing we hit because there is stuff I am scared of. Obviously, sure. like you know, I don't. I can't get broke off. But like, they don't even like those dudes didn't ride, and that like that was a major thing for me. I was like, everyone on our crew, everyone involved with Dirt Sculpt, is like a rider or like you know, just rides. Like, doesn't have to. They don't like Marky T and Will like. Mark, like Will doesn't really mountain bike but he just jumped on one the other day and we're just sending like everyone's oh, yeah. willing to like get on a bike and just you know test it out so it's kind of good because we have people that will are like riding at different levels and riding the same stuff so it's pretty cool hey Will did you go spandex and clipped when you went on the mountain bike yeah you did he's rocking that damn did you send pic did you snapchat some pictures I don't know. There's probably something way more advanced than Snapchat right now that I don't even know about. Oh, I'm sure. I'll ask my kid when I get home. Oh yeah. <laughs> so. Tinder live. <laughs> so. Did you say Tinder live? There's yeah. no. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> awesome. 
But uh, <laughs> anyway, anyway, so guys that actually ride. Yeah. So it, I feel like it's major, majorly important to be able to like at least have some sort of like recent riding scenario. Like those guys used to race mm-hmm. uh, back in the '90s, but like I mean, I think one of them like I don't think they've like raced since like the like mid '90s, which was like company? yeah, yeah. And yeah. I was just I, I was I was very like wow, this is kind of weird that you guys are building this stuff and yet you're not even... Like, I mean, obviously the ride on that Supercross level is insane. Like, for sure, you're, you're not riding... You're not hitting that stuff unless you're no. a pro athlete. But, like, the whole idea of, like, not even, like, touching a bike or owning a bike and yeah. building bike stuff is weird to me. Mm-hmm. But, again, that's my person personal, like, opinion on it. But whatever. People may get mad about it. I don't really care. That's just like... you got to have a guy that can test it, though. Yeah. I mean, otherwise, what are you doing? Yeah. You're, you're taking a guy that... But, but not even that. Like, I don't even... I mean, they've... Like, when we built the Red Bull Re-Revolution uh, racetrack thing out in, in uh, Munich... Oh, Munich. Sorry. All right, sorry. Berlin. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we did that through Elite. Like, I was working mm-hmm. on that project. And they did have Barry Nobles and Nate Berkheimer come out and test. Which, for that level shit, like, I wasn't even hitting that. Like, I was too scared. At 40... 48 foot or 45 foot dubs and I'm like Whoa. and with like paved landings I'm just like I'm not even trying Whoa. to get on that Yeah. but yeah. those dudes would test it and I get that like yeah. you do I mean we had Robbie Miranda testing the downhill courses way back in the day for, for Woodward because for, for yeah. like we were hitting parts of it but again like we're hitting it like dirt jumpers we're not racing mm-hmm. so like we weren't the accurate people to do it you do need like that person the right person for the job essentially right. like and uh, but the fact of the matter of like I feel like if you're familiar with riding your vision of what you're building is way easier to like develop than it is to just be like looking online at stuff or even just being like you know like oh like I built this back in 92 like it should be it should be fine right now but like no it's not actually at all because it's not relevant so the cool thing about being a part of riding and loving it and like being that you know that being your passion and then like for me running equipment I love and I've always wanted to do that anyway and then I just mixed it together and that's what like I think that was the magic situation and just being like being a pretty chill dude and like I don't get stressed out too easily like because you can't stress on these jobs I mean there's there's always something I mean equipment failure like you know rain delays I mean I mean I live in a camper most of my life and my family's at home it kind of sucks but they come out a lot like now that my one son's in school like so he's got to do that until you know summer hits but yeah I mean there's a lot of things happening on the back end that's like you know in the back of my head while I'm still having to like perform and do all this other crap for sure and we're driving across country with equipment and campers and all of our stuff so we're like going from job to job so there's like literally no breaks in between. Now, it's pretty. It's pretty wild. When did you get your first piece of equipment? Since you were working this, overseas, right here. Just this, this job, job right here. Yeah. So well, you've always had equipment at rental, the, rentals. At the, oh, rent and everything. I yeah, I got you. I got you. Yeah, we always rent it. I just bought my first Mini X. Uh, I bought it this past month. Mm-hmm. I actually used it at Racetown Lake for some maintenance mm-hmm. um, right before I brought it here. But essentially. Uh, this is why I was like I, mean, I knew I was going to be here for months at Powder Ridge so I was just kind of like we need to like get one right. I'm not just going to like buy or rent one for it would have cost you a mint right well it would have probably cost me close to what I paid for it right so right. it, it, it would have spent the same but I wouldn't have now like I have that you know I have that machine so right. it's a small like mini X but it's like 
dude, it, you can maneuver through the woods with it and like do all sorts of like technical like shaping with it and like especially for mountain bike downhill stuff, it doesn't have to be as perfect as BMX. Mm-hmm. But like, I mean, we're making it that good anyway. Like, we're shaping. We could probably shape and quad in everything and ride it as is with a downhill bike. But we're still doing all the handwork just because I want to do it right the first time. Right. But so so we'll hit it um, on the mountain bike line. So do you, yeah. you guys all ride BMX, obviously, but yeah, do you, uh, I started mountain biking in 2005. So you have a mountain bike and do yeah. you ever bring, do you bring your mountain bike? Yeah, it's here. Like, so, so you have something that you could do a section yeah. on to see how it We've feels. been, but I don't have, I don't have a downhill bike. I have like a cross country so yeah. bike with full suspension, but it, you could ride it here cause it's not, this mountain isn't like gnarly, like Whistler or anything. Sure. But, uh, we've been just using the rentals for now. What is it? A two minute run? Yeah, down. something like that. Yeah, I think uh, I've never. I think we Chad haven't. was telling me like two to three minutes, something yeah. like that. I think. Yeah. So like this, this mountain's only six hundred feet tall. It's like a, it's perfect for someone who's just getting into mountain biking. Mm-hmm. But the stuff we're gonna be building a bunch of stuff that's gonna change, like, it's gonna change a lot of things because. That you could come here and be like a legit pro downhill mountain bike guy and you'll be, the new stuff that we're building will suit that but then we're also going to have a ton of like learner level stuff like we're building a downhill park lift access park but we're building a whole skills park area for just learning for kids we have a pump track we're going to have several downhill flow lines but it's all walkable like it's on the bottom of the mountain on a mellow slope so kids can just kind of show up their parents can walk over and watch and they're not putting them on a ski lift and just being like good luck sure because like that's that's like gnarly like yeah i i mean i've i've rode whistler i've ridden a bunch of different mountains but uh i would never i mean my my son's gonna be five this year and he loves pump tracks and stuff but i would never feel comfortable taking him at that age up on a lift but the stuff we build at racetown lake is kind of similar to what we're going to build here we built like downhill like roller and berm lines kind of like a downhill pump track feel but you never but they cut uphill and slow yourself down so that that project we were able to fully excavate the hillside to make the trail which was really nice so it's three different lines and the cool thing is is like you know we were just there for dirt fest which is dirt rag magazine does this bike festival every year and the cool thing was my son was able to ride the beginner line just awesome. him and a bunch of other like you know five and six They're year olds were just bobbing bombing the hill and like you know the one kid would fall and emerson would put his bike down and help him up yeah. and it was like super cool to see that and i was even able to ride the expert line there on like i was able to do that and then i'd get to the top of the hill like walk back up and then he would be there at the same time so we were both able I was able to like almost not. I mean, as crappy as it sounds, I was able to ride without watching him because no, no, he was I like control. It was in a controlled environment. That's well, a good thing, and that's what. Yeah, no, it's no, like for sure. Of age for him. Yeah, but that's the cool awesome. thing is, we're gonna do that here, also, and then we're gonna do a small, medium, and large jump line. So, yeah, explain that. Are being we talking at, yeah. like beginner, intermediate, expert. Yeah, that type of thing. Yeah. So right now, most downhill mountain bike parks, you know, are pretty much just you know. They're mountain bike parks right. for mountain bikers and full suspension and big bikes. Mm-hmm. Now, the idea that I came up with here was like, there's a ton of people on Striders, there's a ton of people on little on little bikes like little BMX like 18s, uh, you know, and then there's also a bunch of BMXers and hardtail guys 
Yeah. They're obviously looking for somewhere to go. I have a hard tail. I yeah. would never, I'm not going to ride that line, but I could ride other stuff if I felt like it, right? Yeah. Is that, that's what it sounds like. Did you put salt on this? Huh? You put a little salt in there? No, I it should. <laughs> <laughs> so you've got. So now we have a pump track. You want some? Sure. Now we got a little, we got a pump track yeah. that's laid out. Um, it's not. Uh, I still love you, Gogan. Yeah, yeah. He's like he likes sugar on his on his mark. Oh, okay. But uh, no high blood pressure, just yeah. diabetes. Mm-hmm. Got it. Yeah, he said it's easier to handle. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we already had a pump track started that you saw when we got here. Yeah. Um, we have we'll have the beginner jump line that's just going to be on a mellow slope, just for like once kids are off the pump track. It's just up. Behind us, behind the snake run. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna. Have, yeah, there's to, like the, the the big snake run behind that. We found this section of the woods. Originally, it was supposed to be converted into a uh, uh, snow tubing park, but the owner decided that he's not gonna do that now. So it like opened up. We were like, I didn't even, I hadn't even explored that because winter I was, time or synthetic snow. He was gonna do winter time. He wanted to do 18 lanes of snow tubing. He'll get more out of this. Yeah. Oh, for sure. He'll get, he'll get nine or ten months out of this. Yeah, no doubt. So we hadn't even explored to the left of the snake run, and I was like, damn, like, this is, this is, like, the spot. Like, Will was like, what if we go over here? And, like, I was like, yeah, I haven't even been there because that was off the table. And then when we found out it was. And the dirt's and then, good here. Right? Dude, the dirt, we're digging down. This has got to be, like, home for you because uh, I know this area in it's general. It's pretty dialed. Pretty we're digging down. Yeah. It's a weird situation, though. We're digging down four to six feet yeah. in spots. But then you hit like you hit bedrock, like uh, solid rock. It's not like you're hitting rocks. Right. It's like good dirt, almost. I'm not gonna say rockless, but like near rockless, like maybe yeah. like fist-sized rocks here and there. It's nothing severe. It's actually way better than I thought. I actually brought. We have a sifter here. I was. I brought that because I was like, oh, we're gonna need a sifter right. to run this dirt for the top coat, and the rocks are literally fist-sized. So hard rake, and they're gone. Like it's not even like a big deal. Right. Um, so yeah, we're gonna do hard rake. <laughs> we're gonna do a whole skills park and bike park for hardtail for no suspension bikes or like you know hardtail mountain bike with front fork because there's no like no ski resorts are catering to that. Right. But the cool thing is, is like kids are gonna they're gonna do lessons and stuff, so kids are gonna be able to learn here. Oh, that's awesome. And uh, it's gonna be a non-threatening mm -hmm. situation because there's no you don't have to take a lift up. You're just gonna walk up. Right to this area, it's a mellow grade. There's dirt. Mm -hmm. It's gonna be. And the cool thing is that's really sweet. Is it's gonna be in the woods. Like usually, people like you know most bike parks are in a field. Unfortunately, like ninety percent of the bike parks that we build for cities, they're like, oh yeah, we have this huge field, so you can do whatever you want. I'm like, oh man, it'd be. Uh, I just wanna. I wanna plant trees. Oh, I've seen so you know? many, and they just turn to dust. Yeah, but we're gonna be. We're gonna do a full in the forest bike park that's gonna like obviously it's gonna be all tabletops because it needs to be like you know user friendly up until the expert level uh we'll we, we'll probably dip those we'll probably make them rollable but dipped okay but so not you know but you're, you're gonna feel re like regular they're just not gonna be boxed out yeah. like hand shaped but it's gonna be somewhat of a gap yeah get the idea of yeah basically gap. if you're gonna take like uh like a warm-up run you'll be able to like jump onto the deck and ride through but it won't be like a straight tape mm -hmm. the beginner and intermediate for sure but expert yeah. will make it like right. 
don't know. It's it's kind of like just bowled out in the middle, so you're not gonna die. You're not gonna fakey like a, a brick wall. Yeah. And I mean, honestly, for maintenance, it's easier just to do it that way, and it's a lot less handwork we have to do. Because I mean, you know, in this game, like people, you know, all the trail guys are, you know, obviously, like I mean, I've been doing it my whole life. Mm-hmm. You want to like have that perfect shaped, stacked, right. and you know, chiseled look, right. or sculpt, if you will. Right. <laughs> but. uh I, in, in, in our world, like, it, it, it's not a reality because you need to build it. There's no one that's going to take care of it the way a trail builder will. Yeah. So you have to make it kind of oversized, fat, and blobby. Like, you just need that mellow side slope. Right. And, I mean, a lot of times city projects, too, the engineering, uh, like, the engineer crew will require that you do, like, a three-to-one ratio where every foot tall has to go out three feet. So, like, it has to be super blobbed out. So, so that you're not over clearing. Or well, they just don't want collapse through like oh, winter months. Yeah, bro. yeah, they want a sustainable trail build, bro. <laughs> so the other but, thing you're going to build, which isn't going to be a permanent feature, or is it? You're going to build a jump line here. Is that going to be in the same area with the expert area, or, or uh, it's kind of it's kind of, of up in the air. It's almost uh, it's something that I wanted to actually talk to you about. Like yeah. I I want to know what you're trying to do with it because I don't know if the just if, raise if the, hell and have people scream. But I'm saying if that if that jump line in the woods yeah. is like what you want mm-hmm. instead of just like a contest style setup, uh-huh. then that may just suit what you need. But we can fire up a six pack if that is what you want that's going to develop first right we're going to do the wood stuff first because i feel like people are going to be wanting to ride like more of a trail feel setup yeah instead of just like a contest setup but if you're still wanting if you do want that we can do that too and that would more than likely be we would just fire that out in the field just so we were talking about that yeah the contour is already there yeah so yeah i mean that whole area is going to be like the spectacle of the whole because we're gonna have late yeah. jumping over there we're yeah. gonna have that big that big ramp to the airbag we're gonna have exactly scotty's gonna have his scotty yeah. Kramer's gonna have oh, his yeah. stuff you know yeah, so if well. we if we threw a jump line in over there and uh had it like i had last year at the trumbull track for the scotty kramer gym yeah then we have you know we have something for real higher level riders yeah for sure so We'll see. I mean, we'll yeah. check it out. We got time. Yeah, and 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 down two months. Yeah, no, definitely. And like, like I said, if that in the back, like the actual like jump park, mm-hmm. if that works, and you're like, oh damn, this is we don't even need that, then whatever. But if we need that, then that's fine too. Yeah, well, because we'll that's see. something that's something we can fire out. Like, yeah, because you're you're just moving dirt that's pretty much around that area anyway, right? There's there's a huge pile that we can pull from that's uh-huh. over by snow tubing like the mm-hmm. synthetic snow tubing that would there's plenty of dirt we yeah. just have to load it in a dump truck drive it over and dump it yeah, so that that's like right. a that's like a two or three day it's like a two or three day deal to just bang that out which is which is awesome but in yeah. the bottom line this place is going to have so many options for everybody yeah. which let's face it you know and this is a good thing 90% of the people that show up are not going to be big line jumpers yeah. So there's gonna be something for everybody. But the cool thing is, is the the stuff that we're building in the woods. Yeah. We're gonna try to emulate the feel of like real trails. So yeah. there's gonna be that going on too. I can't wait to ride that because it's gonna be strange doing that, knowing that there's the safety. Fill, uh, well, fill yeah, you'll definitely be... get people that are gonna be like, 
oh, I don't have that fear of like, like you know, descending at the first jump. Like we're gonna make the the whole goal is to make everything comfortable, so you're not freaking out when you're going up to the first set. We maybe we'll make the first set like super like taped out and like really rounded over just to get that speed. And once you get that backside, knowing that the next set is comfortable, like that's what I, I mean. That's what we've always tried to do. Like you know, building trails throughout the years. There's always like figuring out the hill was always like the challenge you know yeah. right. even like doing event work like when we'd actually get lucky enough to build like you know in Whistler like elevation like we're just on a ski slope building massive dirt comp I mean we're not riding we're working 12 hours a day in the sun and then one of us is like alright one of us has got to hit this <laughs> and and we can't move on until because you're not right. going to want to build the whole course and then hope for the best Right. you got to build it and test it as right. you go but it, the cool thing was is once you got once you got a couple down yeah. but the cool uh, then it wasn't too bad but the, the other cool thing is where X Games you're like in the, in the bleachers you're on this massive rolling and it's you know it's definitely like an intimidating situation and your first set you're hitting is like 25 feet mm-hmm. versus when we did elevation the first set was 12 so you're like you're like wow. it's like we the idea was to build it like real trails Right. You don't ever go to the trails unless you have flatland trails and you have a rolling and whatever. But like our typical like at home setup is, you're, you're first, I mean some of the jumps at Caddy, the first jump like the one of my favorite runs is Wham Bam. Mm-hmm. First jumps like what four feet Mark? Hardly, Hardly four really? feet. Like it's so short that Mark, he's pretty much near pro for like you know as pro get. Uh-huh. He can land manual on the first jump, so it's that big. Wow. If, if that means anything, it's kind yeah. of a big deal. Like, it's kind of a big deal. Yeah. yeah. But no, it's like so. That's what I'm saying. Like the terrain does the work. Yeah. So that's the idea of the way we're gonna build this place mm-hmm. is we're gonna tr- you know years of I mean not to sound cheesy but years of experience right, right. working on a hill is is basically we're gonna make it so we we can use the speed so you're not really trying and you know you're not gonna blow you're not gonna have to pump real hard and worry about like casing or worrying about blowing the flat if you're gonna we're gonna make it so you're cutting into the hill where you're bombing downhill then it like mellows out and then you're bombing back down so like that we've been doing a lot of that with mountain biking too because all my downhill experience has basically been like chatterbox style riding where you're just skidding down a mountainside through rocks and gnarliness right and you're just like you you don't have real control over the bike where now we're trying to utilize the terrain and build like you know sections where it goes like you hit a berm and goes uphill and like slows you down some not to like make it where you're stopping but like where you're just like kind of getting your bearings and you can get the feel of like what's happening instead of just sending it to flat everywhere you know you don't it's just not it's just like this place will be like a safer place to learn how to ride any kind of bike which is kind of cool oh definitely especially since this is really meant to be a long-term venue yeah for people to grow their skills yeah for sure and and like as long as everything goes well here my plan is definitely to start doing events here as well like doing my own or with other people whatever like sure. um, the fact that we have the equipment here which is a huge cost there's dirt we're able to dig into the hill which is nice we're not hitting just like boulders right away right um, and I feel that we could build I mean, we could build BMX, mountain bike, whatever. We could build, a, you know, a huge event. Like, as big as you want it, as small as you want it. This place mm-hmm. can accommodate it. So, 
This will be such a great test run because... Yeah, well, that's what... When, when I thought about that, I'm like, I'm already trying to do this next year. Yeah. I just wanted to get up here first and get established before I... I didn't want to try to plan anything this year. Sure. But the fact that you needed a venue, I'm like, well, I guess we're planning something this year. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> For yeah. sure, like, so whatever. you're going to see exactly how it's going to work out. Yeah. And we'll have... Oh, man, it's... I can't go on enough about how many things there are to do. And now, now that they're allowing lake jumping also, I mean, it's just... If we happen to have, knock on wood, if we happen to have a rain day, yeah. it doesn't matter. Yeah, you're already getting wet. It doesn't matter. Then we just lake jump and we jump in, you know, just jump yeah. into the airbag thing. And if it's super hot, there's, uh, the ski resort also owns a place called Brownstone, which is in the next town over, which yeah. is a huge quarry uh, swimming hole that we could yeah. go and rage at. It's a win-win for this, for, for my event anyway, yeah. to have this going on and then having you know what the hell you're doing. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, even, helps. even like... Like it's just nice that we have this long term setup. Like even like like business wise, it's nice to know that we're like we have a good setup here. Where I mean, typically we're like running, you know, two or three weeks or even two months depending on the project. But we're like doing like job to job to job, and it's kind of nice actually to have like a home base for a little bit. So speaking of that, you've got a home base right now. You just finished Race Town, which is in uh, Central PA. Central PA. Hour south of it's about an hour and a half south of Woodward East. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Penn State. And you had mentioned that you have to break off of here a little bit because you have to do is it Killington or Snow? Uh, Killington. Which, Killington. Yeah. Well, we have we have a maintenance project in Maryland at Rothburn Skills Park that has to get done at some point next month, which is kind of stressing me because. We yeah. technically don't have time to do it, but whatever. All right. I mean, we don't have time to do anything, right? Right. And then uh, the U.S. Open, uh, my friend Clay Harper uh, owns this uh, this huge event that he's uh, doing. He did it at Mountain Creek Resort in, in uh, Jersey uh, last year. He's doing it at Killington this year. And GT sponsored uh, the rhythm section that's going to be on the downhill course. So uh, in June, at the end of June, right before we go to X Games, I have to go to Killington and build this like rhythm section and it's kind of like it's a weird situation basically the the way the mountain goes it's super steep right then it gets flat where they have to traverse in order for the finish line to be where they needed it they have to traverse across this flatter area and then it drops steep again and for obviously a mountain bike downhill race they don't want people just driving down a fire road right pedaling on flat like right. it's, I mean it's downhill race it's going to be boring as hell Yeah. so Clay came up with the idea and got GT involved because they're one of their bigger sponsors To so I'm building this like kind of a racetrack like a BMX racetrack style uh, rhythm section into the side slope of this hill so it's going to kind of be I mean this is the goal I, I mean I, I went on a site visit but there was five foot of snow on top of what I was right. building on right. but I saw some photos so I'm hoping it's going to work out but the idea is that you're gonna have like a BMX rhythm section track, like on a racetrack, where you're gonna be able to do like shoot like gap triples, or do like you know basically make your own line. It's not gonna be like eight person wide; it's a one person race, right. so it'll probably be like five to six feet wide. But it's gonna give you options through that race, like so there'll be a faster guy. So say like we do like a like a step up with a, like a waterfall. Say there's a real fast guy, he's gonna start sprinting he'll gap the whole step up and land on the waterfall and he'll get like those extra extra couple seconds so like to win the race you know so like basically it's going to be like all like balls style of like riding like there's going to be like the normal way through the rhythm but then there's going to be like the random we're going to try to design it so those gaps work nice. so like there's like the ballsy guys that are going to like shoot like the distance 
and yeah, you have options like step down, step offs. But like maybe right. there's gonna be a guy who's gonna like gap that step up, land on the waterfall, right. and then gap the whole step up, step down too. You know, you know. What I mean, we're gonna try to make it. It's gonna be a challenge, no doubt. But uh, at least the cool thing is I ride mountain bikes, so I can test it while I'm working on it. Yeah. And there's gonna be like some of the other guys there that are working on the course that can ride it with me. Right. And then we go back up right before the event. So the U.S. Opens August 1st. So right when we get done with X Games, I have to go back there to do Red Bull's best whip jump. The weekend after this. It's actually, I think I have to do it right before this. You have to build it. Oh, and like I have to like I have to fly from Minneapolis, and then get to Killington, bang out this best whip jump, and then be back in time for. Oh, best for whip jump is just before this. Well, the build part of it. The build. It's yeah, only sorry, a couple days. Yeah. I just had basically they're gonna have all the dirt stacked. I basically just gotta set up a setup jump and then like a lip and a landing. It's like a couple days. It's not a big deal. It's a single jump. It's it's, it's a setup it? to a single. It's like a oh, long I low I to a, to like a big booter. Yep. But it's like. The way it's going to be built, it's going to be built into the side of a slope. Right. So, like, it's like a chunk that I basically just got to carve out of. And they're going to have, like, a ton of big equipment for me to use and a skid steer to shape. So, I mean, moving dirt with a full-size excavator makes, like, days go into minutes. Right. Like, you can you can alter the ground pretty quick. Quite so by the... <laughs> I know. I thought about that. I'll say it. Freaking brown. <laughs> oh, man. He's so fat now. <laughs> Did he hear you say that? No, no. He just knew. He, he, he just, just knew. knew. He just knew. Clairvoyant. Man. He's very he's highly clairvoyant. Yeah. <laughs> but uh that's one of my favorite lines so, from Poltergeist too. <laughs> so you so you do have the X Games contract as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, we gotta squeeze that in there too real quick. <laughs> real quick. Dude, it's crazy. How, how long does that take? That, uh, we do that I think it's about a, what, like eight days? Oh, so it's it's up for eight or well you no know, I mean well I mean we're there we're there longer down. but I'm talking well we don't do tear down which is nice that's good it's but like, the, it's like eight day build it's like an eight day build really like twelve days in total probably yeah like we're hanging for out six pack or they have the quarter well, at the end too, yeah yeah but we already have that built so it's just assembly mm-hmm. so Corrigan's gonna come out so Corrigan and I have to get there on the seventh to start on the eighth because this year we're doing this crazy rolling up way up in the bleachers. And it's going to be a kicker in the bleachers to, instead of just the roll down that we had last year, that's going to be a landing. Oh, my God. And then there's three jumps and then the quarter pipe. Wow. So we have a lot of stuff to do. So I won't need the, these guys to come in right away because we're basically up in the bleachers right. working on rolling crap for the first two days. Um, oh, and then these guys can come in. And then, and yeah, because, like, they, like, basically, like, yeah, they won't have anything to do until we start getting the dirt set up. So, yeah, and when we're doing all dirt um, jumps on the mm-hmm. floor, but just the only jump that's not going to be dirt will be the one that's actually in the bleachers. Right. Just because, like, it would suck to build the dirt jump in the bleachers. So aside <laughs> from what you just said, the rest of it's in your head? Mm-hmm. Or is this pretty much... Oh, no, I, I, have to, I do design. I mean, is this kind of the same setup as last year, aside from the bleacher? Yeah, part? we don't have much... Yeah, we're basically we're not getting any more space right. from last year. We're just getting more bleacher. So the distances between sets is pretty much going to be the same as last year, except for the bleacher section. Yeah, the only thing different we're doing is the first. So last year the first jump was like a double, and I mean it was. A, I mean they're all step ups, but like now like a contest jump, like a step up contest jump isn't really a step up. It's just 
that's just the landings just have to be tall. Sure. And you don't want your lip to be, you know, that tall because you'll run out of speed. But um, this year, the plan is is to make the whole first dirt landing and whole second set on top of a dirt platform. Because we did it in Brazil and it worked. Everyone, I remember everyone loving it. Yeah. So you basically, so you're going to hit the wooden, like, you're going to come down the bleachers, hit a wooden kicker to a wooden landing, then that will hit the dirt and enter, you'll enter the flat bottom in the, you know, in the stadium. First jump will be probably about a nine foot lip and then it'll be a massive step up. Like, so the first jump is gonna be, the flat bottom will be five feet off the ground. Not on the land, not on the lip, but on the landing. Mm-hmm. So you hit a huge step up, land up on top of that platform. Then you'll have another set that's, the lip is equally on that same platform. Right. And then uh, you'll, ha- you'll have just a massive backside for the second jump. So then you'll be coming down to like ground level. We may do a waterfall, depending on spacing. Uh, we actually lost some space this year. Yeah. Last year we had a plenty of space. Mm-hmm. Not enough for a whole set, and that's why we made that massive like kind of roller waterfall thing. Right. But it was like it was like enough for half a set. <laughs> so unfortunately you. we didn't couldn't put another set in, but now right. that waterfall worked really good for speed. So either we're gonna have a the second dirt jump landing will either be like 18 feet tall to ground or 15 feet tall to a waterfall and then the ground and then the last set will be like a big just spiny you know fun trick jump right similar to last year's jump yeah yeah but again it's it's a it's a tough thing like a lot of people i mean obviously behind the scenes like a lot of people don't know like people are like oh why wasn't this like this why wasn't that like that or why is it just like three straight jumps in a row it's like, well, we're doing, like, <laughs> whatever it is, like, nine events on the same floor. Like, right. I mean, I don't, it's, it's insane. Like, there's so much that goes into it. Like, that design, I do that design almost, like, maybe ten months or nine months before the event. Like, yeah. it's not, yeah, this, like, doing, it's it's a huge, like, I mean, we're, I'm on phone calls for months. Like, meet, phone call meetings. This year we didn't fly out to the venue just because it's same space, give or take a few feet. But uh, I think I'm 15 feet shorter than I was last year, unfortunately, because they're building some other structure. But uh, yeah, I mean, previous years, every single year we would do a site visit. Yeah. So I'm flying there, spending the night doing like, you know, all these like meetings. And uh, I mean, it's definitely rad to be a part of because that was one of the things I hated before right. when we were working like working for Swope was like he would go to the meetings but then he wasn't really there for the most of the build or or any of it really um, and again like Steve you know that was like his deal like we were the builders like whatever right you showed uh, up the event but time, right? yeah exactly so we would we would show up and not have any clue about mm-hmm. anything we would just be like kind of thrown into that scene right. and just like we would always just figure it out but I felt like um, now, like knowing how that all, like we've always been thrown into the pool without the life jacket on, you know. Right. Like we've always had to learn how to swim on our right. own, and I felt like that really was the like stepping stones for me building my business. Like I've, I mean, I don't want to say I've done it all, but like I've been through all the shitty scenarios, what can happen, so I have an answer or a figure out a way to like fix that. Like you throwing know? you the keys for a loader. Yeah, and being like, don't <laughs> don't flip it down this hill, and I did. I did fully slide down that hill with it, uh, not not far, maybe 30 feet in right. full drift mode, and luckily I got the bucket in front of me in time to like slam it into the ground and stop me, 
But I've never like told anyone this story. This is real bad. Like I could have killed people. Uh, I was in a water truck, and a water truck's two thousand gallons, I think. So, not to mention I was messing with Marcarena the whole time. Marcarena was on the hose, and every time he would be like, "Go!" and I'd floor it and then let right. off. Right. And then he would like he would like let off on the like tension of the hose, and I'd stomp it again. Cause you control the pressure with the throttle of the truck, uh-huh. so I was constantly making him like almost drop the hose, and he was freaking out. But uh, that's awesome. But yeah, so basically, like I forget who told me they're like, hey, this this road because they were trucking the guys on trailers yeah. from the back, the the finish line back up this like dirt road to the top. Right. And they're like, yeah, the, the racers are complaining. You know, people, the fans are like getting covered in dust. Like they were driving up. Can you guys can you guys wet that road? And it's straight up the hill. Ironically, it's right next to where we built dirt jumps there a couple years ago. Oh, okay. So, but it's super, super skinny. There's a white picket fence uh-huh. and then a section of woods just wide enough, give or take a few feet, for a full-size truck to get up, like right. a water truck, like a dually, right. essentially. So I go up the road with the sprayers on. Mm-hmm. It's pure powder dust. I'm talking like six inches of, of flour. I drive up, I drive down with the sprayers on, and I'm like, damn, it's still powder. I'm halfway up on run three uh-huh. all of a sudden that powder turns into freaking like full what? grease uh-huh. and all of a sudden i'm like i mean i'm in i'm in first gear low range just going real slow spraying so all of a sudden i just feel myself slowly coming to a stop i haven't let off the gas and i start i can just feel the wheels slowly spinning forward i'm going three miles per hour mind you like i'm not hauling ass right. i'm just creeping along real slow yeah. real safe and all of a sudden i start floating backwards and i'm like Oh shit And I'm like Then I start revving Because I panic I'm like vroom, vroom. Ironically I'm making more water come out Because when you hit When you hit the <laughs> throttle It sprays more water So I'm like fully Pinning the PTO right now And spraying a shit ton of water In front and behind my machi- my, my truck And I'm sliding now I'm like and Mark's panic. over there laughing Mark ran it No he didn't see this He was probably crying oh, somewhere God. Because I just Made his life hell But uh he dropped the bag of lime in front of like 50,000 people and freaked out <laughs> like doing it to line the track but that's another story but <laughs> anyway so I'm in full panic mode I'm like okay like I mean it's happening slow enough it's like you know basically being on the Titanic at this point like the band's playing but I know I'm going down and I'm just like god damn like what is going to happen so like I'm in the grass area which is kind of wide open but now yeah. I'm Slowly doing a like a slower, slow, very slow fakey towards the fence, w- which has got about seventy five brand new cars or rentals from all the SPN people, and also like at the bottom in the parking lot is all those like logistic uh, logistic trailers with yeah, all the yeah. like TV people in it, right. and there's people walking back and forth like you know people that have really important stuff to do, so they're not paying attention to stuff. They're just running around getting done for their TV production, which is its own madness. So now I'm sliding backwards. So I'm just like, I'm re- I'm doing like, I'm trying to like feather the clutch, sliding ever so slowly. I'm starting to get sideways. I'm counter steering, I'm opposite counter steering. I'm like, I'm screwed. So wh- the only thing I could think to do is, I'm like, there's no way brakes are gonna work. There's no way I'm gonna be able to go forward anymore. So I slam it in low range reverse. I pop the clutch, throw it in reverse, I buck, and I'm sliding backwards slower with the wheels spinning yeah, yeah, at yeah. least in the right direction. Right. 
so I'm not sliding anymore, yeah. and I'm tapping the fence with the front bumper as I go down. Oh my God. Which literally, the minivans and all the rental cars and all the cars are like a foot from the fence, and I'm just counter steering as fast as I can, trying to keep this thing erect, <laughs> like not erect, but like in in a line. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like tapping the fence with the bumper, like putting like marks on the fence, and I like come sliding into the parking lot. Like I mean, at this point, I'm 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 cruising though. I'm doing about ten to fifteen miles per hour in reverse. Right. Like not to mention, like I was like I, I was at a mellow spot in the hill when I started sliding, but uh -huh. then I got into the steep section. So now I'm like fully like I'm not touching the brakes. I'm just letting the compression hold it back, but I'm still slipping. Like I'm sliding so much that the motor can't slow me down. So I'm like in this reverse slide. Right. And I get to the parking lot, hit the stones, lock them up. I mean, I'm laying I'm laying on the horn too because I'm just wanting people to run. <laughs> And I'm like trying to like not cause attention, but I'm like, damn, if someone's walking in behind me, I'm gonna plow them over and kill someone. Right. And I'm freaking out. And again, this is like this is my first that was my first gig. Like that was the I mean, that was the first X Games year for me. So like that was gnarly. So I pulled it. I as soon as I got the back wheels and the stones, before yeah. before I even really entered the parking lot, I locked uh -huh. them up, got it stopped, looked around, no one even looked up. I'm like, yeah, right. I saw like six marks on the fence, like black marks from the bumper from the paint. Right. Just backed it up, put it in the parking spot, walked away. I'm like, holy shit. How the hell? I mean, I was like 20. I was probably like 23 or 24. Whoa. So I was like, you know, and again, that was my first time driving a water truck. Not like that day, but like yeah, that yeah, yeah. job. Right. So I had no idea. Like, and you could, the water was sloshing and, and you know, the tank was half empty. Yeah. Uh, or half full, if you will. Right, right. And that was making the truck rock too. Yeah. So like, like it was, along. it was slow. It was like slushing me around. Right. And yeah, that was probably one of my scariest, like, bad, bad moves style. And it, it wasn't anything like I did anything wrong. I just right. didn't realize that would ha that could happen. Right. right. So, but I kept it cool, and I like thought about what I should do, and I pulled it off. So that's made everything easy since then. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You, you know what's crazy is you're always you're always working on some kind of crate. Uh, so you're, yeah, I you're mean, I, I, I would say half the time. Half of it. Some of the bike parks and pump tracks are usually in a flat field where it's like brainless well, that's, work. That's right. The one in PA was. Uh, yeah, I mean, Raystown. That was. That was no. No, that was train. Raystown train. Okay. Yeah. No, that one's all downhill in this ravine. That one's sick. That's why I said it's cool. We were able to like actually excavate. We didn't bring any dirt in. We actually shaped. We dug in and shaped all the berms and yeah, like but like the pump track here, like mm -hmm. that. That's like our typical situation. Like it's you know on a flat surface. Do you ever get involved in uh, like a combo yeah. kind of wood? Oh yeah. Wood I mean, dirt we're doing thing. that here. We're doing wood features here. We oh, did. You are. Yeah, we did it at Raystown. Like a lot of the Ra Raystown's actually a, it was a drain field for the parking lot for the visitor center. So like, we we're like doing the site visit, and they're like, oh yeah, by the way, there's two 12 inch culverts that come from this parking lot that drain into this place. So we're like, oh, so we're building a bike park into a drain field, and they're like, yeah. Like, it's not like the pipes go all the way down. Like, they dump into where we're building. So we had to design the whole park based on watershed. And, I mean, it took us... This was our third year doing maintenance. I mean, it took us three years to get every little water bar and, like, side slope. And, like, we... I mean, I've... During the build, I mean, we were mining out, like, 
swales to get dirt to build with but we were like it was it was actually sweet because we were able to dig real deep into the ground to get dirt but then we were also making those drainage so the water is running across the hill and not just straight down it but yeah i mean it was like a whole engineering like i'm not an engineer in any means by any means but like like just years of experience like knowing like okay we need to move the water across the hill instead of straight down because of erosion right. and now the grass is actually growing up and now it just trickles we have it on that perfect like the perfect grade where it's not yeah. flowing fast so it's not taking dirt with as much i got you but that's a, definitely a challenge here on a ski you know you're building a ski resort like oh yeah definitely i mean we have tons of groundwater we have tons of you just be digging you'll hit a spring where just your flat bottom just turns into a flood zone well the downhill runs is the, do you have pooling areas or have you just swelled everything so it just continues we've been, to run? We've been doing swales, we've been doing pipe, we've just mm -hmm. been trying to move it across the mountain best mm -hmm. we can instead of because it does uh, it does want to go straight down. And it probably wants to take your path that you made. Well down. some of the old trails that are here is actually they turned into that so that's like a lot of our goal is to help like revitalize the you know make them better sustainable trail to right. make it not so like wash out right. and keep the you know keep the mountain like keep the dirt on the mountain and not at the bottom of it you yeah, know? right so well before we finish up talk to me about maintenance so when you're on a job like this what happens next spring is this um, a well that that's actually or, or with any project i mean not necessarily here but any project well typically like this project we don't have a maintenance program in play yet uh, they do have employees that do maintenance here right um, depending on their like on their funding and how much they want to spend like mm -hmm. we'll definitely come back but if they're just trying to like do it themselves and you know I'll just we'll work with them and try to give them at least a little heads up you know we definitely yeah. don't want to leave people high and dry like hey man good luck with that park that you have right. Uh, right. a lot of times it happens though like where the parks department won't want to do it and they're like oh we'll get a volunteer to do it and then that volunteer will do it once or twice right and then they'll realize that like oh this is like a full-time job i'm doing for free right and i don't have time for this so that's like kind of a big concern and it's i always bring that up to like the parks departments i'm like you do know that this is like a moving thing essentially like it's raw dirt i mean it's gonna require maintenance like yeah we're gonna build it the best way possible to make sure that you know we're not creating like a natural disaster area but the whole thing is is like even if it's compact i mean you know i know we all ride trails like we our trails don't just like aren't just dialed the whole year like, right obviously so like for a bike park to be dialed the whole year and you know with people randomly just like not really even knowing much you know about it like you know kids climbing up lips using the sliding boards i mean all that stuff happens sure uh a lot of times we use prefab lips on uh, you know the public bike park stuff but uh, right. I don't know it still happens and stuff gets wrecked but mm -hmm. you know t typically it'd be smart for them to have a maintenance guy on and some of them do do that some right. of them have a 40 hour you know it's like that's like their job to keep the bike park open but the ones that don't um, we, we go back usually once a year like we work at you know work out a maintenance contract and right. they basically pay us to come back and we just kind of like freshen it up for the season I got you they, I think they like it too. They want it recertified, so it's like, you know, if anyone you know gets hurt or whatever, it's like you know they're like, oh well, we hired Dirt Sculpt to like do the maintenance, so it should have been up to par, right? And hopefully, you know, that works out. <laughs> but so you've uh, got you've got some liability in that also, then. Oh yeah, I mean, I have, I have to have in crazy, I have crazy insurance. It's 
kind of a scary nightmare on how much I have to pay for insurance. Oh, I, I it's not fun. And that bill doesn't stop all winter long when I'm not working. It's like, oh, there's that bill. I'm like, cool. <laughs> but it's a wow. part, you know, it's the nature yeah, of the beast. But I didn't... Part of doing business. Yeah, what's that? Part of doing business. Yeah, yeah. And I had no idea, like, starting it. I was like, oh, like, what's insurance going to be? Like, a couple hundred bucks a year? And I'm like, right, right. Know, it's like thousands. And like, oh. I, well, I mean, it's a little different, but event insurance in general, I mean, that's the reason I'm here. It's like, yeah. I couldn't do it couldn't pull it myself yeah. you know so it's it no, was easier sure. to have it's, someone it's a, already had it. it's a it's a huge chunk I mean and again like now that we've been in business for as long as we have like now we know like right. this is what's going to cost to be in business for the year right so before anyone even makes a buck we got to know like that's already out the door yeah yeah now so, you have equipment too you've got yeah. a piece you've got a piece of equipment yeah I mean we have Just, ATVs and I have, we have an RV that we're sitting in that we pretty right. much live in half the year. Right. I mean, all the stuff isn't, you know, all the stuff costs money and, like, it's... Yeah. You know, but again, it also saves money, too. Like, right. that's kind of the goal is, yeah, like, sure. okay, like, we were staying in hotel, Like, we've always stayed in hotels for projects, but obviously everyone knows, like, after a couple of days, you know, you are you got some serious loot stuck right. in that. So then I was like, well, what if we, like, you know, had a camper, an RV that we brought to the job site that's, like... You can totally live out of right you know yeah we're paying a lot you know we pay a monthly like payment on it but like it's like 200 bucks compared to like you know a hotel that would be like three yeah. days or two days you know be into by now yeah i yeah for who here. knows yeah and same with the equipment like you pay like so much for a rental mm-hmm. and then you just give it back right and now we actually i can like charge for the machine to the client but like it's my machine so instead of giving it away I actually get to like well I mean typically I'll probably just be putting it back into the machine right. for maintenance and upkeep but you know at no least no difference in renting it it's just you're going to own it now yeah no doubt right it's so, amazing yeah it's pretty awesome it's a it's definitely like I'm definitely still stunned that this is like my life yeah I've always loved traveling and I love like just you know seeing seeing everything and just being around and not being stuck in one place is like that it just that whole that's like not my reality and this I just made my own right so yeah which congratulations to you yeah thank you for it. just pulling it off because it's a big deal yeah no I mean I've never like I said I've always had crap temp job I mean dude I would be at a temp service and have some crappy job and I'd be telling like the people I'm working with what we do and like I swear they probably thought I was a compulsive liar like they had to think that I was like bullshit I'm like yeah we build the X games we do this we travel the world and I'm like making like eight bucks an hour at a warehouse and it's three in the morning right and I'm like picking boxes with some like crazy dude who's like you know can't even hold a job and because he's working a temp service and he's just probably like damn for real I'm like yeah that's it that's like what I do I'm like he's like what are you doing here and I'm just like I don't know I go it doesn't pay, you know, all the bills. <laughs> all right. But, you know, I just figured out a way to make it pay all the bills. And, right. You know, but you, you, the thing is that you, you just need a bunch of work to do that. So. Right. Yeah, we went from, like I said, we started just doing a couple gigs a year, and now we're just full from, like, early spring to right up to winter. We're booked every year. What are you going to do this winter? This winter, like, now my second son is uh, going to be a little bit older. Like, last uh-huh. year... He was, uh, in December, he just turned one. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, I kind of wanted to be home with yeah. you know, both my kids. One's 
going to be five, and Sawyer or Emerson's going to be five. Sawyer's going to be uh, two next uh, December twenty eighth. Oh, okay. So I mean, you know, obviously it gets a little bit easier. Sure. Terrible twos are way easy. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. But uh, no, I'm probably just going to like. I think I'll probably just do a trip, like mm-hmm. just do a fun trip for like a couple weeks, and just. But we're actually. We're trying to buy a new house. We're, uh-huh. We live in Center City, Allentown right now. And unfortunately, like I just said, I own camper, equipment, work truck, quads. Can't you park know, at all. Can't park, can't park any of it. I have street parking. So I, I live in like Center City and I have no street parking. I mean, I only have street parking and I have an 8x8 shed. So I had to get a storage unit. Right. And we decided that, you know, we want a, kind of a house out in the country. Mm-hmm. And north of where we live is like super uh, cheap for for land. Yeah. So uh, yeah, and it's like there's super good hiking. There's there's lakes, rivers, like all the places that I drive uh, like 20 minutes to a half hour to go hike or kayak or right. just kind of go out in the lake and hang out. And I'm like, why don't we just move near those places so that when I am home, I can enjoy that stuff. Right. And then we can actually afford to buy like a house and land. And uh, yeah, so that's the plan. So next winter or this winter, I'll probably do a short trip somewhere just to have some fun. But uh, we'll probably be in the new house. We'll probably be another nightmare project because <laughs> we're just dealing with finishing up the house we live in now just to get it on the market. So, so in between this place, I, I I drive home like every week for like a day or two mm-hmm. and just like try to tackle some projects. Right. Just and then drive back and then get right back to it. So it's been I've been pretty pretty run ragged i'm pretty hagged out right now but you're living the dream come on no no it's definitely it's not a, yeah i'm not complaining i'm yeah, just i mean yeah spending the week with with these two guys yeah i mean wherever blunt went yeah he's probably just probably just updating his tinder profile to like <laughs> like yo like master chef well like mark is but like i, I stand next to him while he cooks <laughs> he's my sous chef yeah he's my yeah exactly <laughs> Alright, this has been awesome. I appreciate yeah. you doing this. No, for sure. This it's uh, it's a long time in the making. I know we talked about this for the last couple months, and oh, uh, yeah. dude, I'm I'm stoked. And it was funny too because like I didn't, I was like thinking of I was gonna go like this whole like, my whole like riding and trail thing, but I ended up having so much to talk about with just building in the business that oh, it was like it took filled that whole gap. So that's the part that I yeah. want to hear about. I mean, you yeah. get a lot about trails, and I, I, yeah. I love trail stories over yeah, the years for but, sure. Talking about talking to someone like yourself, and that's what I said. I was like, Yeah, everyone always talks about like that part of it. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, this would probably be the first one where like a rider owned building company, right? Talks about building and relatable stuff because you're talking about X Games, you're talking about bike parks like this, yeah, and the Killington deal. I mean, yeah, yeah, we're doing huge, we're we're on both sides, we're doing public parks, ski resorts, events for BMX and mountain bike. Mm -hmm. You know, we're doing we did. Doing stuff for Red Bull, doing yeah. stuff with you know. I mean, we're we're just all over the place. It's awesome. It's sweet. I can't tell time. you how much I appreciate you connecting me with Sean here. Yeah. And making this no. whole deal happen. Making I was. It's, it's, I was it's dri- awesome. I was driving like I do, mostly just driving for hours and upon hours. Uh-huh. And I like thought about it, and like I called you up, and I'm like, dude, I just got done listening to maybe was it was it Morales's probably interview. Yeah, I think yeah. I called you, and I was like, damn, that was sick. Like. Yeah. That was such a good, good podcast. And then I was like, "Yeah, we need to like. I think we can figure this out. Like, this could work." So yeah, oh, yes. Yeah. Timing couldn't have been better. Yeah, no, I for sure. Every year, this is 
not, I'm not at the stress level you are with with this, but it's uh, every year. It's like, how am I going to make this better than last year, and pull it off? Yeah, yeah. Number one, but well, the cool thing is if you decide year. to hand, uh, hold it here next year, mm -hmm. like we'll just we'll have like the whole park will be developed, and right. hopefully we could do something totally different with it. Yeah, yeah. We, or you know, like you know, just do like. It'll just be, it'll be like a turnkey event space for you, yeah. so. Yeah, yeah, there's no rules. I mean, this yeah. is all about just getting people together. Yeah, no and doubt. This is cool this year because it is, it's it's cool to have the mountain bike community involved as well. Yeah. Whether it be, you know, dirt jumpers or, or full downhill guys. Yeah. And, and have the BMX community involved. So it's, yeah. it's going to be a, I, a I really, matching of the two. Yeah, and, and that's, a, that's what I was just going to get to. I really love the idea that everyone can ride together. And I don't, I, I really hate that whole like, Oh, like oh, he's a mountain biker. Oh, they ride BMX. Right. Like, and I, I get it from I hear it from both sides. Like, oh sure, I've heard it. Like we we were just a real quick story. Like we were sure. riding Mountain Creek the one time, and my friend Nick, who uh, rode BMX all his life growing up, but like just switched to mountain biking, but cross country only. So oh. he had a full rigid cross country bike he was racing, and we rolled up to Mountain Creek. He had never downhill before. He only had been mountain biking for like a year, oh. and. He rolls up to the end of this drop. It's like a ten foot drop onto this rock face, and it's gnarly. Like I'm, I'm kind of spooked. I'm like, dude, I don't know if I'm gonna hit that. And Nick rides, rides to the end, turns around, and then just sends it. And the dude that was showing us around the park, I don't even know who his name was. My friend at race knew him from racing. He was just like, jam. He was like, I was like, yeah, this is his first time downhilling. He was like, seriously? He was like, oh, let me guess. He's probably like a BMXer. <laughs> and he like said it like a bad thing like right, right. it was so lame i'm like dude like he just sent that and you just said you only send it like on special occasions like right. or whatever and right. i'm like dude whatever and then i was like what i'm like i'm not even hitting that thing but but i didn't care like i was right. like why why is that like a like a thing like I don't yeah know. it's just funny i think that a lot of people associate you know bmx with the little bike you know the kids bike oh. and it's yeah i've seen I've been called out at Raystown because it's such a mountain bike ride, like mecca out there, and like I'd be riding in the skills park on my BMX, right? And like I've I've had like grown ass men clown me, like yeah. I'm talking like dudes in their 60s, like gray hair, like someone's grandfather being like nice little kids bike, and I look at him and he's all decked out, like you know probably <laughs> has like nine grand worth of gear and bike, and I'm just like yeah, I'm like you riding this? He's like no, I don't do that kind of stuff. <laughs> And I'm just kind of like, okay, cool, man. And I just like ride <laughs> off, and it was just kind of funny. Two little horn on your handlebars yeah, to take yeah, off. Right. <laughs> yeah, my streamers are gonna blow in your face. Nice, yeah, man. Sweet, um, yeah. Well, thank you. Thanks. Yeah, I think it's dinner time. We got the yeah. Actually, it's supper time. Yeah, we got yeah. the steaks on the grill. We got some potatoes frying up. Enjoy the night. Thank you. Thank you, Joe. Appreciate it. Yeah, for sure. Right. Hope you all like that episode. Definitely follow Powder Ridge Bike Park and Dirt Sculpt LLC on both on Instagram and websites as well under the same names. Anyway, they're putting a huge effort in at the park there and really turning it into a place that's great for people on a weekly basis, but selfishly especially amazing for 
the Find Your Fight Jam for the family of Kevin Robinson. So thank you, Powder Ridge, and thank you, Dave King and the crew with Will and Marky T. You guys are doing an amazing job, and I appreciate it very much, and I'm sure everyone that comes to the jam on July 29th will as well when they see all of the work that you guys have done. So, we'll see you soon. Have a great week. Bye.